The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager, only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Buckle up. Big Shells. National football show. <laughs> oh boy, man, this is gonna be a rocky ride. <laughs> I was just telling Sonny Boy Xander, this is gonna be a rocky ride, my friends. Wow, I tell you, I'm motivated today. I'm gonna get to it here in a minute. I'm gonna get to it, man. Wow, I gotta tell you, man, I'm I'm motivated more than ever. About the upcoming Philadelphia Eagles season. I mean, Jesus, man. I, I, I'm. Hey, <laughs> I'll get to it here in a minute. First and foremost, though, the National Football League is God. They own Sundays now. They own Sundays. Okay. You know, churches used to. The NFL owns it. They own it. From 6 a.m. in the morning, if they play overseas, to midnight, they own Sundays now. So what happens today? Baker Mayfield gets traded to Carolina. Who plays in the opening week? Carolina and Cleveland. So if Deshaun Watson, and by the way, you guys want to hear a little tidbit that I found out before we went on the air here? The judge may be recommending to the commissioner that Deshaun Watson doesn't get suspended at all. Oh, my God. Oh, no. Oh, my my God. All the snowflakes are going to come out from every corner on the planet if that goes down like that. The judge may act. There's conversation that they're trying to come up with some parameters of some type of suspension but they don't know what it is yet. I mean, like I said, we're less than three weeks to camp. Are you really going to hold the Browns hostage like this until you tell them what's going to happen in three weeks? We're 20 days out from camp. Unbelievable, man. Oh, my God. Hey, and they play week one. Carolina Panthers versus the Cleveland Browns. Baker Mayfield versus Deshaun Watson. 
hey, traditionally, Carolina-Cleveland would be a sorry-ass game to watch. But that may be the most watched game of any game in the opening week. Carolina versus Cleveland. Boy, the NFL knows how to do this. They are without a doubt the best at making sure their fan base gets exactly what they need and what they want. Fabulous stuff. Congratulations. This is why you're king. The NBA and Major League Baseball hockey doesn't even register. That's why those guys are like the JVs. And the NFL is king. Carolina Cleveland week one. Jesus criminy. By the way, I think this is a great move for Baker. Tom Brady retires. He'll be the best quarterback in that division. Jameis Winston. Um, Kyle Trask. Who, who else is in that division? Tyson Hill. <laughs> who? Baker Mayfield could be the best quarterback in that division. Marcus Mariota. I mean, right? The NFC South has horrible quarterback play outside of Brady going into this year. He could actually do something. You know, when I, when I think of Baker Mayfield and I see him in the AFC, I don't see Josh Allen. You watch this. I don't see Josh Allen and I don't see Justin Herbert. But you know what I see when I see Baker Mayfield? I do see Jalen Hurts. I see guys like that. And I think he's better than Hurts. He's kind of right there. He's done more, obviously. And he's actually beat some teams. And he's actually taken a team uh, to a 10-plus win season in the AFC. I think he's better. All right. So we'll talk more about it. Congratulations to you, man. I mean, and get this. Carolina only has to pay $5 bucks to that salary. <laughs> Cleveland is picking up $12 million to get him out of the building and get him out of Cleveland. That's crazy, man. <laughs> and it's a fifth-round contingent pick for the former number one overall selection in the NFL draft. How crazy is that? He was the number one pick, and he's being dealt with the uh, notion that Cleveland has to pick up $12 bucks of the $18 million salary this year in the option year, and Carolina sends back a fifth rounder with a contingency on it. <laughs> you basically got a quarterback for nothing, and then you got the greatness of Sam Darnold there. Whatever. Oh, my God. What a great storyline. All right. Are you guys ready? Man, I hate to do this to you on – July the 6th. Oh, my God. Xander, man, I hate to do this. So, Lane Johnson, you're gifted offensive tackle. Came out on some NFL media platform. and This guy's a great leader. He works so hard. I mean, I've you, you just get inspired by the way he goes about his business and things that he's doing. And he's he's great to be around. And he is a hang on, let me get it. I want to be factually correct here. 
he, he, he's a great leader. So he's won him over in helmets and shorts. You took all of that away from helmets and shorts with things that we've talked about that are almost insignificant to what he has to do in the fall. Those intangibles have to be built into a quarterback or even a regular position player just to make it to the league. Lane in 2017, and I'm going to paraphrase this, Carson Wentz is ready to take that next leap and that next step to the next level. He did that year. 11-2, 30-some touchdowns. Guy was spectacular. And so he wasn't really wrong. In the end, he was wrong. But that year, he wasn't wrong. But do you know what he was saying about Wentz? Wentz has every single asset that he needs to be a big-time quarterback. What we're talking about today is first guy in, last guy out stuff that we've been talking about. <sighs> the greatness of the intangibles. Lane Johnson is giving us coach talk here on July the 6th. Congratulations. You get a medal for winning the off-season workout program. That's all I take away from that. You ever noticed? Funny, I haven't heard Brandon Staley say one thing about Justin Herbert. I actually haven't heard Andy Reid say one word about Patrick Mahomes. I haven't even really heard Robert Saley say anything about Zach Wilson. I haven't really heard Bill Belichick say anything about Mac Jones. But boy, we're getting a lot of coach speech coming out of the Eagles camp. What was the one with Sirianni? The ball seems different in a spin. <laughs> <laughs> The ball just seems to be going places that I haven't seen before. Guys, he doesn't need this. Rent's due in September. I don't need to be sold. Why are you selling me? I don't give a shit if he's got those intangibles. If it translates into W's and L's this coming fall, more power to him. More power to him. Under promise, over deliver. Don't be setting the kid up for failure here. That's what they're tempering it all over the country. As we get ready 20 days out from training camp. Zach Taylor's not talking, man, Joe Burrow, that ball's spinning different. Man, this guy's taking another leap. Josh Allen, next level, man. Do you know what they're saying in Buffalo this year? Somebody asked the Buffalo Bills, Sean McDermott, a question in the offseason. You know what they asked them? They asked them this. Hey, is this a do-or-die year for this organization? McDermott went like this. No. This is a marathon for us. We know we're in this thing for the long haul here. We know we're in this to build a team that we can be proud of and that is going to be sustainable around that quarterback that we have, number 17. 
That's the kind of stuff they're talking, Mike, in Buffalo. Here's what I'm getting in, in Eagle Land. Oh, the intangibles are unbelievable. He's such a leader. Hey, Michael, how you doing, brother? Chris goes, haters are going to hate? No, dude. You're overcooking it. You're overcooking it. You know why you're overcooking it? What happens when you overcook something? You burn it. You're also trying to sell yourself. You're also trying to convince yourself. The more you keep saying it, the more you might believe it. That's what they're doing with Hurts. Everything in Philadelphia is set up for that football team to be the second best team, in my opinion, in that conference. The only thing that you have right now is you got everybody from the coaching staff to the GM to the players overcooking the quarterback, and that puts a red flag up for me. I ain't buying it. Oh, my God, the leadership, man. He's just inspiring. Bro, I don't need anybody to inspire me to go to the weight room or to show up to watch film or do extra drills. You know what my motivation is? This ain't college. Okay? Do you know you know what you know what my motivation is? Every Tuesday, direct deposit. This is direct deposit league. <laughs> Where I get paid on Tuesdays. You think I need some fancy coach speech or some player motivating me? When I get my 200 grand deposited every Tuesday, that's motivational. Hey, man, pats on the back. That's what my wife calls them, coaches pats on the back. I don't know what Lane's selling, man. True people don't buy it. I was listening to Shannon Sharp. He's like, that kid ain't it, man. That kid ain't it. You know what he, and you know why he prefaces by saying this? You've got to throw the ball to win in this league. And he can't. That's Shannon Sharp saying that. I didn't say that. Shannon said that. He can't win games throwing the ball. But Lane comes out, man, this guy's inspirational. He's dissing that. <laughs> that made me have more of a red flag. Sills, you said he's trying to sell me too. I'm broke until September. Hey, Sills, how are you today? Randall, thanks for coming aboard. Hertz current contract breaks down to 15 an hour. <laughs> hey, 1.1 million. To pay the rent in September would be my motivation. Bobby says the Eagles are going to try and move up in the draft next year to get the Alabama or Ohio State kid. Or the Hurricane kid. Everyone sees what we all see. The only ones are the fanboys. Yeah, but you know what, too, though, Daz? To be, to be fair, Eagle fans, they, I'd say this. And, and Xander, tell me if the number's right. I would say this about most Eagle fans, what I've learned. Eagle fans think if you talk shit on any player, you're dissing the team. And I would say that's 60-40. That the fan base thinks if you shit on one player, you're shitting on the whole team. Because, you know, you're all in it. There's some truth to that. 
And, and, and I respect that. That's why I don't go crazy on it. Sales, it's everyone excited about Hurts. Me, I don't judge that nonsense. He's a quarterback. He's supposed to be a leader. I, that's right, man. Dominic, he's supposed to be that. I don't listen to Horsemouth Shannon. <laughs> Did Lane mention how friendly he was? Uh, probably. Five-star, what up, Big Sales? Mayfield to the Panthers for a fifth. Not for the fifth pick. For a fifth rounder. <laughs> A fifth rounder. Think of that. Four years ago, he was the first pick in the draft. Now he's going for a fifth rounder. Daz, you really think it's 40-60 instead of 60-40? Okay. Midwest goes, I'm not high on Hurts, but I'm high on our leadership talking up the young. Okay. Okay. Hey, Midwest, as long as you have that mentality right there on what you're thinking right there, what you're saying, and you know that, it's cool with me too. It's cool. I'm cool. Right. As long as you know that. But Lane's doing everything he can to sell the fan base that he's the guy. And I, again, as long as you know, that's what it is. Hey, listen, let's be real here. There's nothing not liked about the kid. There is nothing not to like about him. Okay, but you're talking him up like he's like a really good quarterback and he's not. He's a really great athlete playing the position right now. And until he figures that out, how you know what the craziest thing is? Jalen Hurts is a better athlete than Tom Brady will ever think of being. Will ever think of being Jalen Hurts is by far a better athlete. And there's no getting around that. Tom Brady's not an athlete. It shows you, you don't have to be a phenomenal athlete to play the quarterback position. Look at Peyton Manning. Peyton Manning and Tom Brady couldn't jump over a stack of quarters. Jalen Hurts is one of the best athletes in the league playing that position. That doesn't translate into 30 touchdowns just because he could run and he could throw and he could do all the, that. doesn't translate into playing the position. Most of the great quarterbacks aren't the most gifted athletes, the Marinos of the world, guys like that. I think Favre was a really great athlete. I think Favre was tough. And I think Brett Favre was, I think he was just gifted at the position. Right? Matt Corral, quarterback, Panthers, third round, more valuable than a fifth round quarterback in Baker Mayfield. It's crazy. You're the first pick in the draft, and now you're being dealt for a fifth rounder. <laughs> a leader of men is a rare thing. Interesting. A leader, Carl says a leader of men is a rare thing. Hey, Carl, a man who leads teams to victories is what inspires. You could give me a rah-rah speech all you want. And if we're not winning games, that's not leadership to me. I don't give a shit about that. If we win ball games, that's how you lead. Staying in the pocket, winning games, getting hit, being tough, 
getting knocked around, getting getting up after you're getting crushed, leading a team in a two-minute drive to a victory. That inspires teams, okay? Taking Omaha Beach, and you're the guy in the front instead of the guy in the rear with the gear. That's inspiring. That's inspiring. Guy in the rear barking out row. I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. Leaders lead the pack to wins. Victory. Victory. People like Patton and them guys, they're in the front, but they're winning. And get this, all the verbiage, there ain't no verbiage, man. It's about going out and doing. I manage a McDonald's, leads the fry cook, and a burger guy. Ford, you got the toughest shit job, bro. I commend you. You get up every day off your ass to go to work for your family or for yourself so that you can have things in life. Bro, I don't care if you work at 7-Eleven, McDonald's, or if you work at AIG. Man, every guys who get up off their ass and are blue-collar people every day, I admire those people. Most of those white-collar dudes, they hide under their desk all day. When you work on a fry cook and you're talking to your burger guy, can't hide under the fryer, can you? You can hide under your desk in a white-collar job. Shit and radio, most people in those big companies, they hide under their desk for five years until finally they find out they're no good. Then they can them. Okay? I mean, dude, blue-collar people are what make this country work. Blue-collar mentality is what makes a football team work. I don't need some millionaire guy talking shit to me about leading. I need him to go out. Hey, you know what the great thing about Brady is? Brady's a multimillionaire. And he gets his ass kicked in the huddle. Constantly getting hammered. Gets up, leads his team. You see, you can't hide behind a checkbook in a huddle. Doesn't matter what your salary is or how much you're worth. You're going to get hit. Sometimes the guys who have a lot of money don't want to get hit anymore. I just don't want to take the punishment. Doesn't matter how much you have. Once you get hit, (laughs) we're all equal, man. It's like dying. We all put our souls in the earth at the end. (laughs) We all go with the same thing, nothing. Hey, Bob, appreciate you coming aboard. Seals made you the manager. (laughs) Somebody's got to salt them fries. I'll do it. Philly is blue collar all the way. William, that's why I love your city. That's why I love it. Susan, that's awesome. That's awesome. Okay. My mother was Hungarian. Half her family members were murdered. So, I mean, hey, it's all good. Congratulations, man. That's quite a testament to your family strength. Showtime, thanks for coming aboard. Silsmith reads the text. No, I know what you were doing. You're goofing. I get it. 
it's okay. I turned it around on you because I actually liked it because Lane talking about being a leader in July. <laughs> what's he leading me? To? What's Jalen leading the Eagles to right now? Push-ups? <laughs> oh, man. I, I'm sorry. I can't get behind that. I laughed. When I heard Lane Johnson talking, I laughed. Dude, that don't inspire me. Give a shit what he's doing. He should be doing that. Getting his pats on the backs. Okay? Hey, congratulations. You're you're a hell of a leader. Hey, now lead us to water. <laughs> oh, my God almighty. Oh, boy. No, Kenneth. Kenneth, actually, I'm shitting on Lane Johnson. Actually, it's Lane I'm shitting on. It's not. It's it's not Jalen. Believe it or not, I'm actually shitting on J- on uh, Lane Johnson. Yeah, leading them to paying the rent. No, it's not. No, lead us to the cafeteria. Hey, that that's a good game. What could you possibly lead us to in July? Let me think. Let me think, Xander. To a Super Bowl in July? Danny D, man, thanks for coming aboard. Please hit the like button, all. So you're leading me to the shower. You're leading me to the mess hall. You're leading me to lunch. You're leading me. I can't. I can't say leading me to film study. Or weight work, because that's something you have to do anyway. So what are you potentially leading me to? For for heaven says, what's with all the criticism? Because I don't need anybody in July talking shit to me about somebody you're overcooking and selling to me. That's why. Let's get to September, man. Shut the stuff up. Let's go. Talk is over. 20 days out to camp. And this shit's due. I'm sick of it. I'm sick of it. Oh, great. First guy in let. Now you got Lane doing it. Lane, you don't have to cook the kid. We all like him. I do. We all like him. We all want to see him have success. And by the way, so you guys know, I know some of you are going like this. Hey, Cilio hates Jalen Hurts and hopes he fails. Well, let me underscore that for you. And I talk to Xander about this all the time. Watch this. Why would I hope that the Eagles have a bad year this year so my show could suffer? The better he does, the better for my show. Why in the world would I want that? I'm not one of these guys that go, hey, see, I told you so. Then I got four viewers. How's that help? That's not what this is. I'm going to tell you how I feel, though. And sometimes that rubs people the wrong way. Sometimes, half the time, it rubs people the wrong way. Because you get to say, I told you so. That's the worst take on the planet when a host does that. Because you get to say, I told you so. Listen how that sounds, Reyes. Watch this. I told you he sucked. Great. So that means I'm a hater, like you guys have said. 
and I hope not for him. I hope I'm wrong. But you'll never hear me say, I told you so. I don't think in my 30 years in broadcasting, I've ever said that. I told you so. Unless the guy's a complete tool and he's bad behavior guy, I don't know if I've ever said that. I don't like that. Sills wants controversy. (laughs) What's controversy when you got an offensive tackle talking about stupid shit in July? Oh, wait a minute here. Xander, I just thought of something here. I get it. You guys aren't used to hearing people tell them how they feel when they hear somebody that is a revered player talk stupid shit. I got it now. Yeah, I I understand because everybody in Philly would be upset with this. You guys are the best fans and best football fans that come to this show every day. And you expect me to give you my opinion when I see something. And by the way, if if Jalen opens up with a 350-yard football game against Detroit, you think I'm going to say anything negative about him? No. But if he shits the bed, should I sit there and be a cheerleader? Carl goes, sometimes you're abrasive. Okay, I'm guilty. Seals, we love you, but the juicy outbursts that come from extended eagle losses are too much to miss out on. Imagine the list when we go two and seven. (laughs) You think there'll be a list if it's two and seven? Probably. (laughs) Michael goes, you're old. How dare you, Michael? How dare you see that? Fruit Loops. Great. Hey, GG. I'm hearing we have to get you on. I'm hearing that you have to get on this show here. Xander's going to try to set something up with you. I think he's the guy, Xander. GG's the guy. You're the next one up to the plate. Don't F it up. I think he's the next guy. Is he the guy? Oh, that ain't him? Forget it. You're fired. Here comes the sensitivity. Daz, what are you talking about? Sensitivity. How many snowflakes you plan on melting? We can't handle the truth. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Now, Philly Mike. Okay. 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 (laughs) Philly Mike is the guy. Sorry. Boo. (laughs) GG. Sorry, dude. You know, hey, got to get my handles correct. I'm the guy, Sills. Hey, by the way, hour number three, and I do not want you guys to do anything stupid in hour three. Tony Saracusa, Cusa, from the last word on sports, some college football news, USC, UCLA. There's a ton of news. That's in hour three, 530 Eastern. Tomorrow, Dave Wanstatt's joining us too. Listen. Don't want to hear any references of my boy, Pat. 5.30 Eastern. GG fired before hired. (laughs) 
GG, we love you, man. I appreciate you coming in here, man. Thank you so much. Yeah, man, Lane Johnson. Wow. I'm all, hey, Xander, don't you feel it, man? Shit, man, I could, I'm going to run through a wall now, man. I'm going to follow that Jalen Hurts. Damn. I'm ready to rock. I'm ready to rock. There's no way Lenny Dykstra will ever be on this program ever again. Okay? He'll never be on this program ever again. My aunt threw up in her mouth. And and I'm sorry, but Xander said this thing. He goes, Sills, that's the only guy that you said this. That's okay. You could say anything. He goes, that was your big mistake. So we will not be throwing that line out ever again to anyone, actually. And Lenny Dykstra will not have a second appearance on the Big Sills show. That ain't happening. My aunt does... You know, she's like this. I never want to see that guy ever. <laughs> and I was like, I don't blame you. I agree. <laughs> Sorry, dude. You, hey, uh, the only time you're getting to see Lenny is if you go back and rewatch that show. Isn't that right? Hey, Xander, right? That's the only way you get Lenny Dykstra again is if you go back and you watch that show. We all want Lenny. No, 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 no. Oh, my God. Hey, Dank, man. I'm ready to rock, man. I'm ready to rock. Stop with pipe cleaners, Chris. Pipe cleaners and Dykstra. I don't want to hear it. You're going to make me throw up in my mouth. Okay. I got something else. I, I, I Hold on for a second. I've got to get the quote. All right. I'm going to do this on the other side here. Yeah, I'm going to do this on the other side. It is an unbelievable quote. Oh, June 1st edition of the National Football Show for those who need it. <laughs> and June 1st. Hey, hey, hey. It's the last time he'll be. That's the last appearance for old Lenny. I've got an unbelievable take by a great player in the NFL. You're going to need to hear this. I, I, by the way, I actually feel inspired by this. I do, man. Oh, God, this is phenomenal. All right. Hey, don't forget, my friends at Morgan & Morgan, where the fee is free. You're in the market looking for an attorney, and finding that attorney is going to be one of the most important things you do for your family and getting the fair compensation. If you've been hurt or injured on the job, getting Morgan & Morgan behind you is the most important thing. For the people is not a slogan. This is who they are, and this is what they do. For the last 30 years, they've collected over $13.5 billion dollars worth of compensation for their clients. They have 800 attorneys strong in offices in Philly, New York, and in Florida. Call them at 800-512-1600. That's 800-512-1600. The call is free. The consultation is free. 800-512-1600. Open 24-7, seven days a week. And when you call Morgan & Morgan, do me a favor. Tell them Big Seal sent you. When choosing a lawyer for your injury case, you may ask, does the size of the law firm matter? Well, of course it does. The insurance company, they're huge with unlimited resources. And whether your case is big or small, they're built to bully you out of the money you're owed. But here's the good news. We're big too, the biggest actually. And we're built to fight to make them pay for all that was taken from you. Size is our strength. There's only one Morgan & Morgan. Forthepeople.com.
Action News at 11 with Rick Williams. It's the team you trust to bring it all together. The stories that impact your community, a sports roundup for the locals, and the AccuWeather forecast you depend on. Action News at 11 with Rick Williams. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. Go for the pulse and the pools. Go for the ooze and the oz. Go for the bubbles and the bubbly. Go for the story and the stories. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. The following is a real testimonial from the father of a young injured victim. I didn't think she was going to make it. Major Perry's daughter was the victim of a horrific accident caused by someone else's negligence. If you don't find the right counselor, law firm that you're looking for, you will get lost in the wilderness. Badly injured? Call the Fritz and Bianculli Law Firm at 215-458-2222 and find out why they say, we got this. Want to come on the National Football Show with Big Sills? Here's one of your anchors. Deuces Rogers wants to come on the show Friday. So let's see here. Okay, send me. There it is. Here it is. To make a official request for a ABC personality. Okay, what time are you thinking on Friday? Password. There it is right there. So you do you guys know who Deuce is? Oh, we have a great relationship. Let me send that. Jacob has fabulous. He's one of my friends. Fabulous relationship with ABC. What time are we thinking? What time are we thinking um, on Friday? Let's just book the show right here. I love this. 
I've known Deuce a long time, man. You guys like him? He's on ABC in Philly. No, not. Yeah, hey, man, he is. Dude, Deuce Rogers is a great guy, man. He's a great dude. So he gave me the password for the website. So I was, why don't we put him on either 3.30, 3.30 p.m. or 4.30. 4.30 p.m. Eastern. There you go. Look at all, look at this, man. Damn. Howie. What's happening, Howie? All the media people in Philly want to come on the show now. Deuce Rogers has been, I didn't realize it until I saw it the other day. He said something to me on my Twitter page. He goes, what are you doing in Philly? And I went like this. What are you talking about? What am I doing in Philly? He goes, yeah, I'm talking to a guy the other day. Hey, I'm talking to a guy the other day. Deuces Rogers. Rogers, Chris. Bob goes, what's the password? Yeah, okay. Right, right, Bob. The, the, hey, the password is, that's right, Chris. Hurts ain't it. <laughs> Hurts ain't it. Sirianni ain't it. Oh, well, he's a Python, so I got to be careful there. You know, I got a creed and an oath to go through. Yeah, that's fantastic. Okay, so Deuce is going to be on Friday, either 3.30 or 4.30 Eastern time. ABC anchor. <sighs> Who's next? You, you know, I got an email from John Kincaid, too, and a text and a tweet from him, and he's like, I'm in Vegas, man. I'd like to come on. I go, okay, no, no, not a problem. You know, we'll work on it here. Yeah, no, unfortunately – yeah, hey, now, uh, hey, Xander says he's pretty big in uh, Philly. That's great. I think he was a former. That's how I remember I met him. I met him through ESPN. That's fantastic. All right, all right, all right. We got it all taken care of here. Look at this. We're doing it live. How about that, Xander? I'm sitting there looking at my my um my twitter page and i go over and i'm like deuce what's up with that and i go holy shit he's an anchor in philly on abc he's huge he's a nighttime news anchor in philly watch out next ad set has our has our stop set oh that's great deuce you're doing how you doing big shot sales Hey, I don't need anybody else. I'll turn this bitch into the biggest show you've ever seen in your life. You wait till football starts. Good night, wall. I'm gonna put you all to sleep. <laughs> I'm gonna put your all. I'm gonna put your asses to sleep. All right. Hey, I got I got a comment here, and I I just want to read it to you. Here, let me get pro football talk up here. Because I want to be correct. Pro football talk. And I got I got to read this here to you, man. This is, this, this is telling me a lot. Let's see here. Baker Mayfield. No, we don't need that. 
Where's this other one here? This really great story. This is one of the best stories I've read yet. And dude, right? Where's Cam Newton going to play? Baker Mayfield. Dude, I can't believe that's week one. Let's see here. Panthers, Panthers. Where is that story that I read? Oh, here, here, wait. Here it is. Terry McLaurin. I can't believe what a leader Carson Wentz is. His tenacity in the pocket and his toughness, he doesn't get enough credit for it. He doesn't get enough credit for his toughness in the pocket. This guy's a bona fide leader. <laughs> I can't believe what I'm Carson Wentz doesn't get enough credit for his toughness in the pocket. Man. Wow. What? That is an endorsement. That is fantastic. Well, because you know, Lane Johnson talking about the great leadership that Jalen Hurts has. And he's inspiring. Hell, shit, I go back to 17. Lane said the same thing about Carson Wentz and he, his, his abilities. He said it about him, too. But here's another guy talking about doesn't get enough credit for his toughness in the pocket. Wow. Commander's receiver Terry McLaurin has played with several different quarterbacks since entering the league, but now in Washington, he has Carson Wentz. And though the signal callers last two years have ended poorly with the Eagles and Colts, the commanders have been optimistic about Wentz bringing it back to the NFC East. McLaurin said at the start of Wednesday's, Wednesday's press conference that he was about to catch a flight to go throw with Wentz. Wow. They're going to throw together in the offseason. The pair didn't really get practice time together during the offseason, and Wentz thought it'd be a great idea for them to get together. McLaurin stayed away from the team facility after the draft, and while contract talks were ongoing, Wentz continued to check in with McLaurin. Gee, McLaurin says that he called him every day. What I'm saying here is maybe this guy knows this is his last shot. Sometimes fear will make you change things you're doing wrong. Trust me. Maybe sometimes you look yourself in the mirror and you go like this. That ain't it. The one thing, the one thing I think that stuck out about Carson is just he's very personal. So you know I'm not lying here. He's very personable of a guy. He's somebody that we've connected on a very personal level since he's gotten here. 
And even throughout the process, he reached out to me, checking in on me. I was asking how practice was going, things like that. And that's why I can't wait to get out there and start throwing with him because now we get to put the football together and we get to start to form that connection on the field. But personally, I'm excited to be with Carson Wentz. And his toughness in the pocket, I don't think a lot of people give him enough credit for it. He stands back there until the last moment. Unlike your guy who takes off running. Which really helps receivers get the extra separation time that they need to finish off a route. The guy's just a competitor and I can't wait to start playing with him. Noted that he's been able to learn things from other quarterbacks he's played with. But he's looking forward to working with Carson Wentz. A true competitor. <laughs> Seth, thank you, brother. You too, man. Carson did work out with receivers in the offseason. Well, this guy's talking like this guy here, man, talks like Carson Wentz is Tom Brady. Terry McLaurin, the highest paid guy on that team, I think maybe Carson's still the highest, is talking about this guy like this guy's Tom Brady. Part of Terry's new contract says something good about Wentz. Oh, oh, oh. that's actually part of his weakness too. Doesn't know when to be a hero and when to live another down. Great take. Great take, Jeremiah. Fantastic take. Xander, put that up. Jeremiah's take is, 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 is that's spectacular. You're right. You're right. Terry gets a 250K bonus when he glorifies Wentz. Did, did McLaurin mention that Wentz could throw with his left hand? <laughs> Sills want to bet on the commander game. Oh, we, that's at the top of the hour. The difficult games for the Eagles this year, I got them written down. Sills, you want to bet on the Commanders game? Yeah. Because Terry has shit at quarterback his entire career. That's another good take. Terry doesn't have a choice. It's another good take. <laughs> <laughs> Wentz left-handed throws in that Titans game. Stop talking about the left-handed throws. That was the worst eight minutes of football I've ever seen in my life. Oh, God, was that terrible. I said it, too. I came out that Monday and I went, I saw the worst eight minutes of football in my life. And it was him. The two moments that stuck out in my mind with Carson last year was that Titans game and the Jag game. I was like, okay, um, that's not going to cut it. Let's see what Deuce said here. Sorry to be uh, – oh, yeah. Here he is. I'll, Xander, I'll tell you what he says, too, about Jacob, because I said we got a great relationship. Okay, 3.30 Friday. Deuce Rogers will be on with us. I know that dude a long time, man. We're boys. Then again, that shouldn't shock you. 
The Viking game seals. Now that's top of the hour. How about McLaurin now saying that Carson's changing? You see, why I bring that up, what's different from Lane Johnson overcooking Jalen or Terry McLaurin overcooking Wentz? These are guys that both need overcooking. Why is that? Because really everybody on the team is still waiting to see what these guys are about. I'm saying there's probably more confidence with the Eagles and Jalen than there is in Washington with Carson because Carson's on his third team. But all kidding aside, when you see guys doing this stuff right here, one guy cooking Jalen and the other guy cooking Wentz, what you have here is players having to be reassured that they got a guy going into the season, that these guys are the guys that are going to get the job done. And you are having coach speech. But the great ones don't have that because you don't need that. I don't need to hear Aaron Rod. I don't hear Matt LaFleur talking about Aaron Rodgers. I, I don't need it. I know what that guy's capable of doing. Same thing with Brady. I mean, I, I never – you know why Bill Belichick never spoke about Brady in high regard? He didn't have to. Brady's play did it for him. Everyone's always like, you know, he's giving a lot more kudos to Mac Jones. Mac Jones needs it. Mac Jones needs reassurance. He's a young player. Tom Brady doesn't need when when Belichick watched Brady play, he didn't have to reassure him. He knew of his ability. You know who needed it a lot in his career was Ben Roethlisberger. He needed the reassurance. He started to go down some of them streaks. All of a sudden, Tomlin or Cower would say something to get him back on track again. That's good coaching. When and when not to do it. But these two guys, Lane Johnson and Terry McLaurin, the two stars, two stars on each team are overcooking their guy because they're all doing this. Well, let's see what happens this year. Okay. I don't hear anybody talking about Josh Allen and shit, man. You hear me saying something. I don't hear Sean McDermott kissing any ass up there in Buffalo of Josh Allen. Josh Allen's going to be the MVP this year. That Buffalo team's going to a Super Bowl, and I think they're going to probably win it. 40 Boy says, Sills, that Giants game that Hurts played last year was the worst football I've seen in a Philly uniform. Brutal. Brutal. Against a shit team, too. Against an organization that got ripped apart in the offseason. I said that that game would come back to haunt them because that was an absolute train wreck of a football game. Their best game last year was the Saints game because that Saints team with that defense, I think they came in with the number one ranked defense and the Philly O-line ripped them apart. That was Their worst game was Giants in the Meadowlands. Their best game was against that Saints defense. The rest of them were just filler games. Seals, did you hear Mahomes about the pass up Aikman and TD passes already? Not a shocker. Troy Aikman threw the ball 25 times a game. Patrick Mahomes throws the ball 50 times a game. When you throw two to one compared to what they did back in the 80s and 90s, yeah, that sounds right. Remember something. Marino threw the ball way more times than Marino and Fouts were like the first godfathers of throwing the ball 40. 40 times used to be considered a lot. 35 was pretty, a pretty high number. 35 today, 
shit, you're hoping Jalen can get to that number of 35 passes. Vinny was the problem with testaverting was technical. I always thought it was technical with Vinny. I thought Vinny had more skills than any quarterback that came out of college since Trevor Lawrence. 6'5", 235 pounds, could squat 500 pounds, could throw the ball 100 yards, uh, played 25 years, I think, in the league. The problem with Vinny was that he drifted back into his seven-step drop, and he couldn't process the intel as much as the other great ones could. And I thought that's why he always threw behind the receiver, was that he had problems processing because he drifted back to his seventh step and it's, he wasn't really technically sound, but physically sound very Trevor Lawrence and Vinny remind me a lot alike, but I think Trevor is a little bit more technically sound. Wentz was supposed to be our Josh Allen. Oh, Cole, you know what? What, what, what makes Josh Allen even more of a outlier is that we never knew what he was at Wyoming. I watched him his junior year, and I saw it. They were better. There were better talent around him, but they were in a conference. I think that's Mountain West. And I really never thought that I saw really, like, good coaching. He wasn't technically sound. The best coaching that Josh Allen has gotten since he's gone to Buffalo, and they've righted his technique. His was a technical issue. See, Jalen's is an ability issue. That's the difference between Josh Allen and Jalen Hurts. Josh always could do it. Jalen has never done it with the arm. That's why the technical work that Brian Dable did on him with Ken Dorsey and Buffalo transformed that kid into the best quarterback in the league. I don't care who you have. You can have Bill Walsh. You can have the greatest offensive coordinators of all time. If you can't throw the ball with accuracy, and you're not accurate, that's not going to happen in the league where you're considered an elite quarterback. Man, Fouts and Marino could sling it. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Xander, you know what? Yeah, Xander goes like this. I lost some respect for McDermott last year because he was moaning and bitching after the um, after the Chiefs game. Here would be my problem, though, Xander, too, on McDermott's side. Man, if I lose a freaking football game because of a coin toss, Jesus, criminy. That meant I never got a chance to get my swings and my four, my, my, my four swings. You know what I'm saying? I never got a chance to do that. And I never got an opportunity to get my swings. I, I get it. I get it. You're crying. It's part of the game. It's what it is. I, I, I know all that, man. Okay. Oh, 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 the Belichick game. Okay. Oh, yeah, that one. That's right. When he got ran off the field. That's right. Okay, that one. Yep, yep, yep. Like, yeah, but Xander, he's got a problem with, like, Bill. Hey, do you know what he did last? What was it last year? Or the year before, he kicked off all the uh, New England Patriots when they went out for a pregame stretch. All the coaches, he kicked off the cheerleaders. He did everything. He he told Belichick's kid to get the frig off the field. 
Oh, he had a big cow about it. Call the league and everything that Belichick, because what they'll do is they'll sit there and try to see if they can get some audibles and get any kind of, uh, McDermott sent them all off the field. I didn't know you could do that. I thought it, the sidelines were there for both teams, but certain teams get an opportunity to go out there and stretch and do their pregame stuff. And he kicked off Belichick's kid. Get out of here. What are you doing here? Get out of here. McDermott kicked him off. I remember watching that. Yeah. So he's always had an ass with him. Wentz was incredible in in, uh, 17. He was. 11-2, 30-plus touchdowns. In fact, he's still my MVP for 17, seeing as still finished better with numbers than Brady. Allen's head coach, college coach, was Carson Wentz's head coach at NDSU. Really? The guy at Wyoming was Wentz's coach at uh, North Dakota State? I didn't know that. You think Wentz could have beat could have beaten Brady in the Super Bowl? My friends, you don't really think Nick Foles was the reason that you won that game. My friends, you won that Super Bowl because you beat the shit out of the Patriots up front on both sides of the ball. I've never seen a Patriot team wave a white flag like that and surrender in the fourth. You beat them up. You beat that. And Foles was hot. He was. He was. Not taking anything away from Nick. Dude ended up winning MVP award. Great. One of the greatest moments in Super Bowl history, the Philly special deal, all that. Not taking nothing away, but that old line and that defensive line beat that Patriot. And do you know how hard it is to beat a Patriot team up? The Patriots are also one of the biggest teams in the league. Belichick likes them gigantic dudes. Big 350 guys, okay? And that team beat that team up. It's the only time I've seen the Patriots beat up under Belichick's watch was that game. They beat the snot out of them. Dude, I told, I remember we had a bunch of people over the house, and I remember going, I can't believe they waved the white flag like that. Dude, he, they were, they crushed them. Hey, Christian, Nick Foles is a substitute teacher, dude. He's a substitute teacher. He's not going to string 10 games together. He strung three. And and like Eli. Okay, Eli's a better version of Nick Foles. And that's not bad. Okay, it's not bad. But Nick was never a first-line starter in the league. One year in Philly, he was a pro bowler. He had a really good year. Other than that year, he's been mediocre and below mediocre. He's never been a starting quarterback in the league, never been considered it. Okay? Yeah, he balled in that game. I I didn't say he didn't. Hey, and for that matter too, Christian, I thought he played great the following year in the playoffs. I definitely did. All right, I want to hit on this. The difficult games that are going to be on the schedule. Somebody's already thrown a bet out to me. We're going to take a look at 
I think, and I picked a couple games out that I think are going to be the most difficult games for the Eagles. Tell us a lot about Jalen Hurts, too, as well. Hit the like button. Keep it right here on the National Football Show, Hour 2. with Rick Williams. It's the team you trust to bring it all together. The stories that impact your community, a sports roundup for the locals, and the AccuWeather forecast you depend on. Action News at 11 with Rick Williams. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. Go for the pulls and the pools. Go for the ooze and the oz. Go for the bubbles and the bubbly. Go for the story and the stories. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. The following is a real testimonial from the father of a young injured victim. I didn't think she was going to make it. Major Perry's daughter was the victim of a horrific accident caused by someone else's negligence. If you don't find the right counselor, law firm that you're looking for, you will get lost in the wilderness. Badly injured? Call the Fritz and Bianculli Law Firm at 215-458-2222 and find out why they say, we got this. Now, before we move on here, in hindsight, let's play a game here. How he kept the wrong guy? Because he ended up getting rid of both anyway. What would have happened if Howie had given the keys to Foles instead of dealing him to Jacksonville? I, I, I wonder what would have happened. I wonder what, because 
the organization, hey, guys, sometimes when you go to a different football team and you go to a different coaching staff and you go to a different – it's like going to a different country. Terminology is different. You got to reprove yourself. There's not as talented people around you, especially when you're coming off a Super Bowl champion team like that. There's so many different dynamics, shittier coaching. And, 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 and I've said this to you. How about this, Gigi? I've said this to you about, about Nick Foles. Watch this. Well, since Nick Foles has left, he was coached by Doug Marone and Matt Maggie. Matt Nagy just got fired. So he really hasn't been. And in Chicago, there's no talent there. Chicago's got one of the worst rosters in the league. So he went to Doug Marone. And am I supposed to really believe? Hey, look, man, I think Doug Peterson, I think Doug Peterson's got a task ahead of him. Like nobody's business at building a culture down there. They haven't had a decent culture down there since Tom Coughlin. And I mean Tom Coughlin the first time around when they drafted Tony Baselli number one overall. That's the last time that Mark Brunel was a starting quarterback there. That's the last time that franchise had any kind of moxie to it. Well, the Bortles year, they went into Pittsburgh and made it to the AFC championship game. But then they had to retool by giving contracts to guys and they didn't want to do it. Okay. But look at look at who Foles has been coached by the last five years. Shitty coaches, horrible organizations. How do we know that if he had stayed in Philadelphia with Doug, that they don't do more? It's a question, we'll, and, and I agree. I think I saw somebody say, we'll never know, man. Okay? We'll, we'll never know what, what that would have been like if Foles was given the keys but you had invested so much money in Carson Wentz. This is another mistake in a misstep of Howie. Instead of letting that contract play itself out, they jumped a gun in Philly like they did in Los Angeles with Jared Goff. And what happened? They, they put themselves in a corner. If they hadn't given, do you agree? If Howie hadn't, Xander too, I don't know. If, if Howie hadn't given Carson Wentz that contract extension, I bet you he would have. I bet you he would have dealt um, Wentz because he could have. He would have been on that rookie deal. But because they gave him that contract extension, it put him in a corner. He had to keep that because that's dead cap money on the Eagle cap, and he didn't want to have to. They ate thirty-five million dollars when they sent him to Indianapolis. No, you can't hate on Foles, man. There's no hating on Foles. What he did, dude, you know what that guy's going to always be able to do to people and to anybody who ever lives? Not only did I win a Super Bowl, but I was the most valuable player in that game against Tom Brady. And I've got a winning record versus Tom Brady in matchups. Dude, how many? Peyton Manning doesn't have that. Okay. Peyton Manning doesn't have that, a winning record versus Tom Brady. How many quarterbacks in the NFL have winning records versus Tom Brady? Eli Manning and Nick Foles. Why do you think he talks about those two all the time? 
It eats at him. It, you know what? See, guys like Tom Brady don't look at the seven Super Bowl wins. They look at the three that got away. I lost to those two guys. Hey, and all three had to put two had to put Super Bowl MVP performances together to beat Brady, and they did. The guys that beat Brady, Foles and Eli, have three MVP awards in the Super Bowl. <laughs> hey, hey, I, I kind of get Eli, but Nick, man, hey, I'm, I'm serious. I say this to you, and again, I don't mean to repeat myself. If Jeffries catches that pass in New Orleans, I think the Eagles stick with Foles. Because that would have been two straight NFC championship games that you got to in two years. There's no way you deal that. Hey, go ahead. <laughs> go ahead. No. It would have been the decision that was... See, what's this? I think if Foles stays in Philly, I think you guys win more. And I'm going to give you the scenario. Belichick had that same situation. I don't know if you guys are fans of the Indiana Jones series. That night's in there in the last crusade, and he goes like this when he's looking for the Holy Grail. And he's got the Holy Grail there, right? And the knight looks at him and says, choose wisely. And that guy looks at the real shiny one, Carson Wentz. Or in New England, Drew Bledsoe, the guy drinks it and he kills him. He takes the plain Jane cup, Tom Brady, Nick Foles, drinks it, and it's the right cup. That's the decision that was made in New England, and that's a decision that wasn't made in Philly. How he chose wrong, because he went with the shiny cup, Carson Wentz. High draft choice. Foles, what was Foles taking? Like in the fifth round or something like that? Right? Oh, William. I, I, I hate, William, you want to know something? I hated Jeffries after that drop pass. And I wasn't even covering the Eagles then. I said, that guy sucks. That guy sucks. That guy sucks. You had it. I thought you were driving. I said, I remember going, if they win this game, they're going to get to the Super Bowl again. Okay? He was the third? Okay. They moved up twice to take Carson. Had to keep him. Absolutely. But get this. Think about this, Showtime. The year previous in New England... Patriots gave Drew Bledsoe $117 million with 21 of it guaranteed. That year, Mo Lewis knocks out Bledsoe. They put in Brady. He wins the playoff game. Belichick pulls Bledsoe and puts the sixth rounder in. And they win it. That took Cannoli's. That's cannolis, not grabbing the shiny cup. 
<laughs> that quarterback decision is the most difficult decision and the most impossible to evaluate. That's why we sit here every day talking about it. Cause you know why it drives me crazy when I look at the quarterback position and I can't get it right. I look at a defensive tackle or an offensive tackle. It doesn't take long to know if a guy's great or not. Wide receiver separation guys a playmate. How long did it take you to know that Randy Moss was a great football player, a game? How long did it take for you to know that Shady McCoy was going to be a special or Brian Westbrook? It took you no time. That quarterback position, it drives, it's like a golfer. They go through these putting streaks, finding a consistent guy, And these legendary consistent guys is impossible. For whatever reason, the evaluation is off the charts hard. Look at Baker Mayfield today. The number one overall pick was traded to Carolina basically for a bag of Skittles and a fifth round pick. Four years removed from being the number one overall selection. Number one overall selection. And it's a contingent pick at that, that it could move to a fourth rounder. Big deal. Big deal. Look at the value and the money that you invested in Mayfield. You paid his entire rookie contract off. You're eating 12 of the 18 million. (sighs) Just to get him out of the building. You talk about lack of return on investment. Cleveland gives you the greatest example of that. Seth goes, it's super hard to evaluate the quarterback position. Like, I'm great with wide receivers, DBs, but not the best with quarterbacks. 2014 Eagles were 8-3 and three when Foles got hurt. Then Sanchez came in and went 2-3 and three and missed the playoffs. Fifth round pick. He was a fifth round pick. Okay. I mean, fifth round pick, Kenneth, right? He's dealt that for the fifth pick, for a fifth round pick. Number one overall. Jesus, criminy. They were one. Here's a good point by Xander. Here's a really great point by Xander. Xander Krause with a great take. You know, think of cultures for a second. They were 1-31 before the dude shows up. Shitty coaching decisions, a ton of quarterbacks that had gone in there, the Johnny Manziel nightmare. Baker brought some settling to the organization. I know he's quirky. I don't like some of the shit he does either. I don't like the battles that he has with the media. I don't like the calling out of the medical staff. I don't like him doing that to Hugh Jackson on the other side when Hugh was with Marvin Lewis. And said, I I don't like any of that. I think he's got a lot of high school quarterback in him. But he did settle the room. There is something to say about that. You're 1-31. He goes in there and they start winning ball games. 
Now, I think that had a lot to do with John Dorsey also going in the building. And I think that had a lot to do with John Dorsey's ability to be able to pick talent. John Dorsey's the same guy that brought Patrick Mahomes to the attention of Andy Reid and put a lot of those guys in Kansas City that you see playing today. Tyreek Hill is a John Dorsey guy. Miles Garrett in Cleveland is a John Dorsey guy. John Dorsey can spot talent. That progressive stuff. I'm probably going to go with him. I don't begrudge a guy who makes money. Tim Couch, number one, two. Manziel, a first-round pick. What, what was the other guy's name? Um, They had the kid from Oklahoma State, too, right? Brandon Whedon, is that his name? Didn't they draft a quarterback in the first round? Brandon Whedon, does that sound right? He was an Oklahoma State guy. He sucked out loud. They, they missed on everything there. And Baker did settle the room. He did. So getting that quarterback position right is the most difficult thing that you can possibly do. Difficult, man. And, 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 and by the way, like I started the show, I think it's a good thing. All right. It's not quite a list. I've got two, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine games. that are going to tell us about Jalen Hurts and about how far your Eagles go this year. Here they are. Washington, here, one loss. Washington, I think it's going to be a very tough game. I think you split this. Minnesota, week two. It's at home. By the way, you want to hear something? Vegas likes the Lions in four in the opener versus the Eagles on the road, Ford Field. Vegas likes the Lions with the four points. Just saying. Just saying. Okay. Minnesota, do you win? Yes or no? Xander thinks that Minnesota is one of the dark horse teams in the league this year. I happen to agree. Oh, Cole. Vegas. Vegas likes the Lions in four. In the opener, that's not BS. One thing you don't have to worry about big sales with that. I don't bullshit you, guy. With the four, though, Chris. With the four. With the four. They got the lines out already for the first week. You can go look at it. What if the Lions have an epic and win seven games? Oh, my God, have an ultimate shit show and win seven games? Wow, the burn that place down, man. Agreed. 
Vikings could be decent. We lose the Vikings. It's at home. I say it's close. But, hey. See, I think Minnesota could put 31 up on you. I don't know if... I don't know if Philly can hang with that and put 30 up. I don't see Jalen Hurts being a 30-point quarterback per game. So your defense is going to have to play great. Most defenses play great at home. So 28, 28, 27, 28, 26, something in there. I'm going to give you the Minnesota game. Okay. Oh, it's four and a half. Okay. Vegas likes the Lions. This morning it was four. I heard somebody on Fox Bet say it. You think Minnesota puts up 31 on a revamped D? I do. You think change is good. I think stability's better. I think adding a whole bunch of new guys is not always the best thing. Having continuity is the best. You got the same people back on offense in Minnesota. That's an advantage. Your advantage is you're at home. Your advantage is at home. I'm going to say Minnesota, you win that game because you are at home. Dallas. Last year, you got crushed in both. Okay. Nobody said Lions over Philly. The Eagles are favored by now four and a half in week one. Dallas, do you split? Do you split or does Dallas take both? I hate to tell you this, man. Xander says Jefferson's going to – I forgot about that dynamic. Justin Jefferson comes to town, and Xander thinks he's going to put up 150 and two touchdowns. (laughs) Oh, shit. Wait a minute. I got to rethink this now. Hold on here. I forgot about the Jefferson factor. Holy cow. I forgot the Jefferson factor. I got take the Viking sales. I got 50 on it. We're, you're sweeping Dallas this year? No way. I'll say split. I'm going to come back to the Vikings game. Put a star by that. Way to go, Xander. Okay. Packers. Absolutely no way. And it's at your place. Aaron Rodgers throws for four. Aaron Rodgers is going to put 40 points on that defense. The Colts. That's at Lucas Oil. (laughs) The Colts. 
What happens with the, you ain't beating the Packers, bro. Are you nuts, Jones? Get it to get, get out of here. Last year, oh my god, come on, man. Get the hell out of here. You think you're beating Aaron Rodgers? <laughs> when you haven't beaten a winning team in two years, this year you're going to beat the Packers. Push. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> Slay is 31. So a 31-year-old corner is going to cover Justin Jefferson. Rodgers is not dropping 40 with no wide receivers. Really? Really? Okay, I'll I'll take that. That's because they've always had shitty receivers in in Green Bay, right? They've drafted two first round draft choices at wide receiver in forty two years. Forty two years they've had two first round wide receivers. They don't believe in spending first round draft choices like your boy does on wideouts because you know why? They got the they got the freaking quarterback to make them better. I know. That's dumb. Dude, that guy lost Devontae Adams last year, and I think they spanked the team. All the receivers were out, and he put up 39 on somebody last year. You crazy, man? Plus, Aaron Jones running the ball, and they're better on defense. We'll see. And Plus, your guys got to beat the Packers, too. Packers defense is better than the Eagle defense. Stars... Ship Gang says, yes, Sills, we're going to beat the Packers. Believe it. Okay. Not here, though. How about the Colts? Let's get to the Colts because the Packer, the Packer game's a fantasy. Okay? The Colts. Can you beat the Colts at Lucas Oil? I'm going over the tough games in the schedule here. <laughs> blasphemy. No, blasphemy is he's a great leader. <laughs> he's a great leader. July the 6th. He's a fabulous leader. Hey, man, you know, I need a guy to lead me to a happy meal. And I do like a frosty too. So if we could stop at DQ after that, I really like that also. I li- hey, I, I like a, I like a blizzard too, man. If I could get that too, a DQ and a happy meal, I'm good. But beating the Colts, oh, it's the fr- oh, hey Xander, it's Frank Wright too. Oh shit, why do we have all these little subplots here now? I forgot about the Frank Wright gang. No, this is so. Wait a minute. The two coaches you had on that staff that won the Super Bowl are coming back to play you this year. Frank gets a hold of you, and so does Dougie P. And you got look, look, this is really great storyline. Lions, Jared Goff, and Wentz got those big contracts. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Justin Jefferson game, game two. Carson Wentz, three. Doug Peterson, game four. Zach Ertz, game 
game five. <laughs> Cowboys. Game six. Your new, your, your, the new um, assistant GM is now with the Steelers, was in the building for the Eagles. Dude, there's a lot of these little subplot games here. Colts, tough one, but one-dimensional. What's your team? Your team's one-dimensional. You can't throw the ball yet. You haven't proven it. Every single defensive coordinator is going to come out this year, and Jalen Hurts out of the gate. They're going to do every you – know you know what I would do? I would put seven dudes in the box and go, beat us, Jalen. Beat us. I would put every guy to stop the run because now they got game film on what he can and can't do. He can't read until he proves that. And hopefully he does in game one because if he does, then the run game is going to blow up. Our baby goes, Wentz will be benched by what week? He ain't being benched. It's like the reunion tour. I like that, Bob. Colts, I'm going to give you the win. Close, though. Cardinals in Glendale. Cardinals in Glendale. Oh, shit. I forgot that. Oh, no, Xander. I got to take that Colts game back. Hang on. Nick Sirianni, the protege versus his mentor. I'm going to put a star by that one. I'm going to come back to that. Cardinals. Hopkins is playing. So you have DeAndre Hopkins and Hollywood Brown and Zach Ertz versus your secondary and Kyler Murray. Hold on. TJ Edwards covers Dallas Goddard. James Bradbury covers Hollywood Brown. Slay covers DeAndre Hopkins. How come I look at every matchup and it favors the Cardinals? Eight and two, seven and three. I don't know what you're. Yeah, the kid Connor running back is good. Dude, the Cardinals have a matchup, and the Eagles have a matchup problem against the Cardinals at every skilled position. Darius Slay is not shutting down DeAndre Hopkins. It's just not happening. James Bradbury is not as talented as a cover guy as Hollywood Brown is as a wideout. And TJ Edwards is not going to cover Dallas Goddard.
You beat him. Hey, is Hollywood Brown a good player? It's, it's, do you think he's a good player? Hollywood Brown stats. Yeah, Art Gravy. I'm going to take a look at that. Had a thousand yards last year for the first time. Year before that, 58 catches, 769. Year before that, 46, 584. Got to remember their offense they're in, too. He's good. And I would still favor him over Bradbury. Hopkins is better than Slay. He's going to win that. I think DeAndre Hopkins, when healthy, is the best third down back in the league. That guy catches first downs. I see him every day catching first downs. He is a problem. He's not suspended. Flex. It's been rescinded. I don't think you win that game. Now we go back to Colts. So as of right now, you're two and four. We go. I, I I think you lose. I think you split with Washington and Dallas. I think you win the Tennessee game. Excuse me. You're three and four right as of right now. I think you lose this Packer game. I think you lose the Cardinal game. Now it's Colts in Minnesota. So three and four as of right now. I think you lose the Minnesota game. And I think in these games, I think you're four and five. I'm going to give you the Colt game. I think you're four and five in these nine tough games. You're four and five. You split with Washington. You, you lose to Minnesota. You split with Dallas, you win against Tennessee, you lose to the Packers, you win the Colts game, and you lose to the Cardinals. In those critical games, you'll be four and five. Now, watch what that leads to, though. Hang on for a second. Just so you know, four and five, watch this. You're going to win the Lions game. You're going to win the Jags game. You're going to win the Steeler game. You're going to win the Texans game. You're going to win the Giants again. You're going to beat the Bears. I say you beat the Saints. Then I think you beat the Giants. That's eight. That's 12 and five. Isn't that what you've been saying? Okay. It's 12 and five. You're four and five in those big games and you clean up on the rest of them like you did a year ago and you're 12 and five. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Yeah. Eight added to the four. 
You're 12 and five. Sound right? Let me double check on this. I don't want to give you guys. Somebody just said, make it shit up. Well, let's just check. Is DeAndre Hopkins suspended for the start of the 2022 season? to Turf Show Times, in an official statement released yesterday, the NFL announced that Arizona Cardinals star wide receiver DeAndre Hopkins has been suspended without pay for the first six games of the 2022 season for violations of leagues. You guys are right. The use performance enhancing drugs. Head. You guys are right. You guys are right. He's suspended for the first six. I thought they rescinded it. Oh, wait a minute. He appealed it. Okay. Here's here's the here's also what they said. Hopkins is hoping to reduce the six game suspension. That still won't affect the cards game with the Eagles. Because that's one, two, three, four, five. And unless he gets a four game suspension down from six, which he could, he'd be back for that Eagle game. So let's let's hang in there and wait and see. Okay, because if it goes from six to four. He'll be back for that Eagle game because the Eagle game is in week five with the Cardinals. Quite the wins. I, well, well, Xander, I think they're, they're going to beat the Bears. I think they're going to beat the Saints. I think they're going to sweep the Giants. I think they're going to beat the Texans. I think they're going to beat the Steelers. I think they're going to beat the Jags. They're going to beat the Lions. That's eight games. That's eight, and in the tough games, they're four and five. You're talking about 12 and five there. He could get three, Chris, but it depends because from what I understand, it was a mistake in what he bought, like a, a GNC or something like that. It wasn't like he was trying to mislead anybody with any kind of doping cover or anything i think he you're responsible for whatever you put in your body so so guys again like i said just because i got you four and five in tough games you still come out to almost a 12 and five record well you come out in my book to a 12 and five record i mean it's not like we're predicting here like Xander says, what if they shit the bed and have seven wins? Seven wins, there's big troubles. Because everybody's ass is on the line then. And nobody's coming back. Hardgrave will be um, walking. Miles Sanders will be walking. Fletcher's walking. Bradbury's walking. All them dudes on those first year and one year deals that Howie set up. Oh, yeah, but the greatness of Howie will be back. Shit, man, Sirianni could be on the hot seat after that if they win only seven ball games. Sills is being generous. We aren't. No, no. I, hey, Xander goes, hey, that's quite a win streak. Well, I think you're better than the Steelers. Steelers, Texans, Giants twice, Bears, Saints, Jags, Lions. And four and five in tough games, it's 12 and five. Now, the problem is, if you sit the bet against the Giants like you did a year ago, 
Hopkins or not, we still beat the Cards. You have no matchup in that offense where it favors you. Well, I'll take that back. I think your front four, your front seven might be the advantage. You'd have to get a lot of pressure on the quarterback. You'd have to get a lot of pressure. Sam Darnold to the Eagles. <laughs> I, I, don't, I, I made that up. I made that up. <laughs> no. Bob says, Sills, by your count, we're 12-5 and five and a losing record against good teams. Okay. But you actually beat teams with winning records this year. Last year you didn't. I mean, four and five against winning teams when last year you were killed by them is quite an improvement. Okay, and the nine wins, you get four wins, and last year you weren't competitive in any of them games. Giant, the, um, the Cowboys destroyed the Eagles. Those games were like JV games. That'd be quite an, that'd be quite an improvement. Sander, I got to take a break, right? I got to take a break here, I think. Training wheels taking off here in 2023. I do, hey. Yeah. <laughs> giving me shit. What the way you give me shit for all the time? Oh, but on to me. Oh, right? Jesus, criminy. Always. East out of each. What the hell? Big Sills here, Morgan and Morgan. I know most of you guys in Philly know Italian, so we're good, right? And I, I was thinking of naming my dog Fungul, but, you know. <laughs> hey, where the fee is free. That means this, my friends. If you're in the market looking for an attorney, Morgan and Morgan is there for you. Hey, trust me when I tell you this. Okay, if you're hurt or injured on the job, there's not a better attorney firm in the country that will do battle for you to make sure you and your family get that fair compensation. Okay, for the people, it's not a slogan. This is what they are, and this is who they are. Over 800 attorneys in offices in Philly, New York, and in Florida are there for you to make sure your family gets the best protection possible. There's no such thing as a fender bender at Morgan & Morgan. Do me a favor. Call them at 800-512-1600. That's 800-512-1600. The call is free. The consultation is free. 800-512-1600. Also, they're open 24-7. And when you call Morgan & Morgan, tell them Dan Cilio sent you. I'm John Morgan of Morgan & Morgan. When you're hit from behind in a car crash, the insurance company may try to say, you can't possibly be hurt. It was only a few miles an hour. It's simply not true. You see, here's the thing. Getting hit at 10 miles per hour is like falling off of this. 15 miles per hour, like this. And only 25 miles per hour, this. Injured, dial pound law. There's only one Morgan & Morgan.
Action News at 11 with Rick Williams. It's the team you trust to bring it all together. The stories that impact your community, a sports roundup for the locals, and the AccuWeather forecast you depend on. Action News at 11 with Rick Williams. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. Go for the pulse and the pools. Go for the ooze and the oz. Go for the bubbles and the bubbly. Go for the story and the stories. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. The following is a real testimonial from the father of a young injured victim. I didn't think she was going to make it. Major Perry's daughter was the victim of a horrific accident caused by someone else's negligence. If you don't find the right counselor, law firm that you're looking for, you will get lost in the wilderness. Badly injured? Call the Fritz and Bianculli Law Firm at 215-458-2222 and find out why they say, we got this. Yes, um, I would like to thank Jalen for being the leader that he is. And on this day, July the 6th, it's unbelievable the kind of leader he is. You should see him in the lunchroom. I mean, I went over for my pasta vazul, and he said, wait a minute, wait a minute. You can get in front of me here. Because there's only a scoop left of pasta fazool. And I want you to have it. It, it, You know, man, I want to thank you very much because I'm a big fan of pasta fazool. And that's leadership. (laughs) I mean, hey, do you mind also, too, if I go over and get the gabagool? And, and, you know, there's like another, there's only like a little bit left of the gabagool. And I would like to have a, like a, like a Kaiser roll because I like Kaiser rolls. That's leadership. That's what a true leader does in the lunchroom. Hey, we're getting Jersey Mike's in here. You can have my sandwich. 
Because, Sills, you don't look like a half a sandwich kind of guy. That is unheralded leadership. Quality leadership. Do you mind if I had that lobster tail? Go right ahead. That's the leadership that Lane Johnson's talking about with Jalen Hurts. I mean, if we're passing out most valuable players in the offseason in helmets and shorts, Jalen Hurts is unanimous. Lane, thank you. I feel a lot better going into my lunch break. (laughs) Now I know why people hate me. (laughs) Oh, man. Oh, man. Oh, God almighty. (laughs) A true leader brings his own sandwiches to the facility at the NovaCare Center. Ryan, Maine lobster's the best. Don't ever put an Australian lobster in front of big sales. It's not working. I don't like it. Okay? Yeah. A true leader, Seth, says, he's going to give us half of his meatball. Shit, man. I'm sorry. I'm going to give you a story. My grandfather was a fireman for 30 years. This one guy... My aunt's going to laugh her ass off. My grandfather and this guy were very close friends. This guy forgot his lunch at home. My grandmother used to put two meatball sandwiches in his, in his bag every day when he went to work at the fire department in Stanford, Connecticut. I think it was Boza, Betty. And he goes like this. Hey, Bear, I didn't bring my lunch. You mind if I have one of them sandwiches? My grandfather goes like this. Can't do it. (laughs) Oh, man. My grandfather goes like this. Can't do it. (laughs) I I go, you didn't give the guy your sandwich. He goes, couldn't do it. (laughs) I said, okay. (laughs) Can't do it. Oh, my God. (laughs) Seth, my grandfather, this is where I get it from. My grandfather, Boza at the fire department. Hey, Baird, I left my lunch at home. Can I have that sandwich? Grandpa had two. Can't do it. (laughs) Oh, my God. You know, hey, Bose, I can't do it. You know, you left your sandwich. What do you want me to do? I got to eat my my meal here. Okay. Hey, man, giving my meatballs away? I don't know. Let me see the things that I mean. If Jalen wanted my meatballs, would I give Jalen my meatballs? I don't know. Boy, it'd have to be really some crazy circumstances for me to give Jalen Hurts my meatballs. My meatballs and my grandmother's cannoli. Could I? I don't know. Okay. Could I do that with her sauce and give those? I don't know. I I really, my wife's too. I don't know. Hey, Sills, I'm starving. Do you mind if I have one of your meatballs? <laughs> I'm going to have to deny this. 
hey, I'll give you a piece of bread, but I'm not going to give you my freaking meatballs. That's not going to work for me. Italians and meatballs, like golden diamonds. Hey, oh, hey, <laughs> I'm not doing that. Bob goes like this, new line of the day, I wouldn't give Jalen my meatballs. I'm not giving my meatballs to anybody. Here's five bucks, not touching my meatballs. That's a good one. Chris, I'll give you the money. I'm not giving my meatballs up. Here's $5. Go get it in the machine. Go get yourself some crackers or some shit. I'm not giving you my meatballs. Can't. Hey, it went from a can't do it. I got. I, I can't do it. <laughs> hey, Seth goes, a splitting image of my pop whose funeral was yet. Oh, gee, Seth, I'm so sorry, man. God bless you, brother. Hey, 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 Seth, my pop wouldn't get, you know what? I'm not going to work for him. No way. Jeff, no way. My grandfather's not giving up a sandwich. I don't give a shit what it is. Funniest, my grandmother got, my grandmother told me that story. It's like, yes, yeah, his best friend was his best friend. No, nah, can't do it. John McMullen said he was one hell of a woodpecker this morning. Hmm, interesting. <laughs> what, do I, what do you want me to comment on that on? Uh, yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't usually bang my head against, like, wood, so I don't know. I bang my head against the floor. Did I hear that Baker's a panther? He is a panther now. Hey, Jeff Bone the Bonehead. Yeah, man. My pop, man, not giving up food. The guy's from the Depression days. He's not doing that. It's not going to work for him. Yeah, Mr. 610. <laughs> He's probably like, is this the food channel or is this like a sports show? Where are we here? What's up? Well, shit, sports and food, don't they go together? Come on, Mr. 610. When you're sitting there watching your Eagles, do you have a pie in front of you? Do you have sandwiches in front of you? Do you have beers in front of you? Do you have chips and dip in front of you? Right? I'm from Philly. We don't do pause. <laughs> uh, hey, Baker Mayfield, man, he was out there. wonder if the Eagles should have went after him. <laughs> Hey, you need a quarterback, so it's all good. Yeah. Hey, by the way, hour number three. Now listen to me very carefully. Tony Saracusa. Coos. Coos. Coosa. Last word on sports. College football realignment. How you doing? That's what we're going to be talking at 530 Eastern time. Okay. They have restaurants set up in baseball stadiums now eh, kind of really that's like telling me the olive garden is an italian restaurant the olive garden is not italian okay seals you ever been to the olive garden or tony romo's no <laughs> i've never been to those places <laughs> seals when you go to italian food do you eat at the olive garden uh, no i don't eat at the olive garden i've never eaten at the olive garden I'd rather eat at Arby's before I eat at the Olive Garden. Seth goes, we do wings and cheesesteaks. Dude, that is 
great. That is great. Details of the Baker trade. Edge wants the details of the Baker trade. I got it for you. Watch. A little bit more. That's what Carolina traded to Cleveland for Baker Mayfield. Pistachio nutshells. Pistachio nutshells, okay, and a fifth rounder, and they have to pick up 12 million of the 18 million, and Mayfield's a Carolina Panther. How you done? Oh, wait. I was a little off in weight. Hold on. That's it. There's the details of the Baker Mayfield, Cleveland, Carolina deal. (laughs) Dank, the total contract is $18 million in guaranteed he owes. I heard they paid $12 million of it. (laughs) Hey, pistachios, man. I love pistachios. And they don't really kind of sit with me too well later on in the day, but, you know, we're all good. Stop eating all those nuts. I like eating nuts. Oh, really, Chris? If you eat too many nuts, they give you man boobs? That's too late now. (laughs) These nuts look good. Baker Mayfield trade. Oh, wait, I dropped one. Very important. Talks of college in hour number three. Our friend Tony Saracusa. Not, you know, okay? We'll talk to him. That'll be at 5.30 Eastern. College football is changing in front of us rapidly. Also, we're going to reset. Please hit the like button. Keep it here. Hour three, National Football Show. on a Roku, Fire Stick, Android TV, or Apple TV? Now you can watch 6ABC 24-7 with the 6ABC Philadelphia streaming app. The big story on that can you... Search 6ABC Philadelphia and start streaming today. All right, did you know I was the Mommy Slam Dunk champion? Really? <laughs> yes, really don't sound so surprised. Let's see it. Oh, you're ready. All right, here we go. Let's hear the crowd. So go to right, go to left, fake them up. Mama, go up, up, up. 
she did it. Again? You can't avoid gravity, but United Healthcare can help you avoid financial surprises by helping you compare costs and doctor quality ratings. United Healthcare. Uh-huh. Go for the polls and the pools. Go for the oohs and the ahs. Go for the bubbles and the bubbly. Go for the story and the stories. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. friend Tony Saracusa from The Last Word on Sports will be with us at the bottom of the hour. There is no question college football is changing right in front of us. I think there's going to be around 30 teams that are going to play for the national championship every year. Big 10, SEC, this combination, I guess, of the Big 12 and the Pac-12. Then the rest of them are going to be filler. Programs like Temple, you're just filling out a roster and a schedule. I don't know what you're playing for. You're never going to win a national championship at Temple. You have no chance of winning a national championship ever at Temple. It's not the only – you have no chance at San Diego State ever winning a national championship. You have no chance at UConn, at UCF, at USF. You have no chance ever of doing that. Why play? What's the point? All right. We'll do that at the bottom of the hour. Would I want to show you the cannolis that is, that are on Jerry Jones, the owner of the Dallas Cowboys here. So Jerry Jones has now got a partnership with a coffee company called Black Rifle Coffee. And check this out. Some of the drinks... AK-47 Espresso. Silencer Smoothie. Murder Out. (laughs) Hey. (laughs) 
This is a business deal that he has with his Dallas Cowboys, the biggest brand in sports in the world. And he's got a business relationship with a company that's got 8K47 espresso as one of the items on the menu. Silencer smoothie, murder out. These are drinks. And he's getting a little backlash for it. I love this. I love this. I love what he's doing. I'm going to tell you why. How could you tie in a coffee company with a gun? Are you an idiot? How does that have anything to do with anything when it comes to the tragedies that have happened in this country? That has nothing to do with it. It has nothing. But what we'll do is we'll try to make a coffee company political. It has nothing to do with it. Zero. This coffee company's not killing anybody. They're not glorifying anything. They named their drinks after a silencer, an AK-47, the murder out thing. Okay, I'll go with you here on that one. I'm like, all right, you know, come on now. I get the Evaldi thing. But how are you tying that in to this business deal that Jerry has with this company? I've said this to you before. I believe every American has a right to own a gun. I don't own one. I'm not responsible enough. Okay, I'm not. I'm not responsible enough. I've had guns, but I, 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 they're, they're, I, they're nothing to me. They're like, I don't know. I'd rather have helmets. Looking at a gun in my house. Hey, some guys like that. It's cool. I've, I've gone to many of my friends' places. They have rifles and shotguns. It's cool. I'm, I'm all right with it. Okay? I, I, it's just not something I want. I'd rather, you know, sports stuff and all that other. I, I'm, it's not just for me. Black rifle crapped on innocent Kyle. Dude, if I'm talking, I, I want to go in and get a cup of espresso. I'm not, Steve. I'm not. I think every guy should have, you, you should, I don't think every maniac should own a gun. Like that guy in Chicago. I mean, that guy was a maniac. They should have saw that. I'm not going to sit here and talk gun stuff and all that because I it's over my skis and over my rails and it's you know the difference between right and wrong and you know the difference between a maniac and a non-maniac okay I don't believe maniacs should have guns but I don't believe the guns kill I think maniacs kill so Jerry has no word on this they ask him a question about it. he goes it's a business deal that's when you have FU money that's when you have, okay. <laughs> oh, I like that, Michael. I forgot your, Michael, how could I, how could I not? I do own two guns. How are you doing? I forgot. Thank you, Michael. I do own two guns. You know, I don't need a gun. I got two of them. Hey, Chris, that guy's a lunatic. That guy should have, whatever, man. He's stupid. Hey, guys, please hit the like button. I appreciate it very much. Thank you so much. One more thing before we get back into the Eagles here. College football talk at the bottom of the hour here. But um, so here's the latest on Deshaun Watson. 
the judge is hinting she doesn't know what a proper penalty is, and she doesn't think a full year is warranted. Oh, my God. Are the snowflakes going to go nuts then? She's thinking, like, potentially four to five games because they're doing exactly what I said they were going to do. Get, 2021 has to count for something. And the judge has gone to the commissioner already and said, I, I, I don't know what proper punishment here is. It's very flimsy evidence that the other side has. And most of it is hearsay. And she goes, I can't give a legal rendering on the hearsay. And guess what the judge said also? Listen to what she said. Get this. If this went to a courtroom, Deshaun would win and have this thrown out. His best bet might be to go to court and have a judge actually throw it out. But then again, the NFL comes in and they parachute in and they would still have their holier-than-thou mentality of how to suspend the guy. Okay? Big Sills is a Bucks fan. Bucks fan? I played for the Bucks, dog. I'm a Bucks and Hurricane fan. I talked to the great Eagle fan. I'm become hey, Chris. See, Chris thinks he's like exposing something here. Watch this. I played for the Bucks. I played for the Hurricanes. You don't see any other memorabilia of any other team except a gift that was given to me by Mark Astineau. And my uncle's jersey with the Giants. The other thing, the President of the United States gave me that. Richard Nixon gave me that. And some of my media people and some of the awards I've won. Yeah. Shit. I like the Eagle fans. I'm becoming an Eagle fan. I'm becoming one. Where's TBD? You guys, you guys don't want TBD. You guys already said it to me. So recapping. Hey, Maniac goes, what are you doing? Maniac, here's what I'm doing. Ready? Lane Johnson came out today and Lane was um, praising Jalen Hurts on his phenomenal leadership. And his, his great understanding of the team on July the 6th. I was really inspired today. Okay. Oh, wait a minute. I do have an eagle thing. Doesn't this count? Does this count? You're an <laughs> Hey, does this count for Eagles? No? You know it does. <laughs> wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Man, I missed Lane. 
Hey, wait, wait. No, no, no. Maniac. I'll, I'll give it to you here. Maniac missed it. Maniac. I, I, on like one of the NFL platforms, Lane, uh, Lane Johnson was just gushing with leadership comments about Jalen's intangibles. He um, eats with a bib. He um, cleans up after himself at his at his spot where he has lunch. I mean, he he offers his offensive line cups of water when they're on the practice field in helmets and shorts. The leadership qualities were just off the charts. Just off the charts. Maniac. It's hard to believe. Seriously, Maniac. I, 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 was, I was taken today by it. I was... I was telling Xander, man, I mean, on July 6th, man, I just, uh, yeah, I cannot believe the unbelievable, man. Great. Thank you, brother. I love that man. 30th anniversary was a couple Saturdays ago that he passed away. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And by the way, Deuce Rogers, Friday at 930. Tomorrow, Dave wants that. Bottom of the hour here at 5.30 Eastern time, we're going to be talking to our friend Tony Saracusa from The Last Word on Sports about all the college football realignment. But I want to double check here just to be sure here for Friday because Xander even wants to know. Yeah, Deuce Rogers. From ABC in Philly. 3.30, baby. 3.30. There it is. Is it? It's actions. Hey, hey, Xander. It's ABC 6, right? He said, Sills, you need me anytime. You just let me know. Oh, I can't show it to you. Wait, maybe I could do it without the power. Oh, I want to do it without the. Look at him talking about my canes. My canes are cleaning up, baby. My canes are cleaning up, he says. Yes, sir. Xander goes, one of the most watched TV. Dude, you know what's crazy, Xander? I would have had Deuce on, man. I would have had his ass on a long time ago. I was I was going through my phone and I go, hang on here. Deuce is a sports anchor at WPVI in Philly. Oh shit. Let me get that dude on, man. Eats with a bib. Yeah, you know, because he doesn't want to get his jersey dirty. You know? He's very neat from what Lane Johnson says. He's neat. He's tidy. He's a leader. <laughs> How come I never hear any intangible talk about Aaron Rodgers? I never hear intangible talk. I never hear intangible talk about Brady. I never hear that. I never hear that. 
What do I hear about Brady eating like um, pistachio, like ice cream and avocado ice cream and shit like that? That's all I hear about Brady. Xander. Your Canes go Buckeyes. Eagles, my Canes are going to do well this year. And Xander starts talking shit on me about my Canes too. Hey, great to see you. Like, you know, you know, winning all the awards in July. Yeah, just like your boy Lane Johnson and Jalen winning all the awards in July. I happen to agree. You know what was great about my football teams? We didn't win recruiting. Hey, Xander, you know what was great about our teams? We didn't win recruiting wars. We just won national titles. We didn't give a shit about that. All those fancy teams used to win all those recruiting battles. We'd go beat the piss out of them every year. I thought you won recruiting wars. How come we're killing you by 20? (laughs) We'd roll into all them places. OU, Ohio State, Oklahoma, Auburn. Didn't matter. We killed them all. We turned half that... We turn half the country into roadkill. <laughs> Who are we playing? I think we played one team called, I think we played Tulsa one year or something. I was out of the game after the first 15 plays. You're not going back in. What? I worked my ass off all week. I played 15 plays. You're not going back in. <laughs> mm. Our gravy goes, Sills, get Hurts on here. Gravy, we only put stars on this show. (laughs) Ryan goes, Sills, where's your national title ring? Ring? You mean rings? Okay. Ring is at places like Pitt. Rings is at places like UM. See where the football helmet is? My NFL alumni rings in the middle, and there's two national championship rings on each side. Tell Xander to eat that. Yeah, he's done. How's that for you? <laughs> hey, some guy on Twitter goes like this. That's pretty nice for ancient jewelry. What'd you do? Dig that up on the uh, on the pyramids? <laughs> no comeback. No comeback. No comeback for that one. Yeah, uh, he was he was he was like he was like, hey, is that ancient? Hey, Xander, he goes, geez, ancient jewelry. What was that like on King Tut? <laughs> I thought it was funny, man. So those two rings, I think you found on King Tut or in the burial, right? Yeah, 83 and 87. Should have had one in 86. Xander's, Xander talks to my boy Mike Maselli. wrote a book on me and Jerome. We should have had that one. Hey, should have had that one. Saban's had a couple teams that he should have had. You know, hey, hey, Xander, the team that got beat by Auburn on that kickoff, on that kick return, do you remember that? I thought that team was great. I thought that Alabama team was great. I think it was a field – was it was it a field goal attempt? I think it was a field goal attempt, right? Something like that? 
I, wasn't it a long, like 60 or something yard field goal attempt or some shit? And Saban just shot the shit on that one, man. I was like, that team. Did you ever play Alabama? No, we played Auburn and Bo Jackson and beat the shit out of him. He had 17 yards against us. Yeah, field goal return for a touchdown. Dudes does traffic and weather, no way. No, he doesn't. He's a sports anchor. Jimmy did coach at Pitt. My Corvette is 87. Xander wants to know what year my Corvette was. My Corvette was 1987. Had 10 miles on it when I got it. Yeah, Jimmy coached at Pitt. He coached Hugh Green. Yeah. It's... It's an <laughs> ancient Chinese secret. <laughs> How many tackles a game did you average? Ten. Nine. Nine, five, I think it was. For a defensive tackle, I averaged almost ten. Holding, we held Bo to 17 yards. Beat. We won the very first kickoff classic in the Meadowlands. The very first one of those games, we were in it. Auburn, my Auburn, Miami, and we had. I, I think it was '84, and if I'm not mistaken, I think that was 1984, and it was the first kickoff classic. You know all these games that you see Alabama playing in, like at Jerry's place. I think we played in the first one in the Meadowlands. If I'm not mistaken, I may have been the first or second. How many horsepower? I think it was. I think it has two seventy five. Yeah, my I, it's on my Twitter page. My um, my Corvette. I drove that around. That was my Corvette. When that was my first car I ever owned, and I and I owned it at Miami. Boy, that nil was around with Playmaker. Can you imagine if it was around for Brian Bosworth and Playmaker and um, Primetime? Can you imagine Dion today? Dude, if Deion Sanders was in college football today, should he be taking a pay cut when he went to the NFL? Good night almighty. 240 horsepower V8 back in the day, okay? Big Seals didn't really know what was under the hood. I just knew what was in the glove box when I got it from my alumni guy. <laughs> yeah. What did your unofficial <laughs> what did your unofficial nil deal look like? Kenneth. Nice condo on Brickell Avenue. A Corvette. A job I made $600, $700 a week for an hour's work. Parking cars at the tourist room. Free meals anywhere I wanted. Mighty trainers and Joe Stone Crab cards. I got these business cards. I just show up, give them to them. I get a free meal. Go down to Coconut Grove. And if I wanted, I could stay at the Mayfair Center. My fa- I think my aunt and my family stayed at the Mayfair Center. One of the reasons we stayed here, because Eddie DeBartolo owned it. And they had a pool on the roof. <laughs> Dude, I hated leaving UM. <laughs> I, had a pl- I, I, had a, I had a place at the uh, Fountain Blue. Dude, I, I hated I did. I hated living. 
I hated leaving um, UM, man, for the pros. I had to start paying for stuff. <laughs> oh, my God almighty, man. God, please, I'm so – you know, if I could if I could go back and tell my family, I just wish that you had me today so that I could really benefit off the nil rule because then I could tell everybody all the great things that Miami can really offer you <laughs> for you to be able to go to Miami and enjoy going to Miami and having a great time and having a great place. Living on Brickell Avenue, having a court. I mean, not that, you know, I don't know anything about all that. I don't know how it got in my hands. I bring in my friend Tony Saracusa from The Last Word on Sports. And I don't know, Tone. I mean, you know, I'd like to tell everybody how great it was to go to Miami. I think I can now because everybody else is paying everything for them to go to their programs. How you doing, well, brother? Well, I'm, I'm doing great, Dan. How you doing? Hey, listen, I, I got a question for you then. What would have been your your NIL go-to if someone wanted Dan Cilio and they're like, here's what we want you to do. Here's, here's your specialty that we're going to pay you for. What would it have been to make sure my grandparents had tickets to come down and watch me play. And like they that. had free room and board and it wouldn't have been crazy. Cause tone I'd have took care of the other thing sure. once I got down there. Sure. But for me, and I know that they do some of that now, right, Tom, where they yeah. pave the kids to go to, like, the bowl games and such now. Right. But right. back then, you know, you had to do things kind of, like, under the table. Like, yep. you know, you'd send my friends or my alumni friends in, in the community would send tickets or help my family out in some way. But, yeah, it just – that's that would be, that would have been one of the things that my family had access to watch me play. That's Because once I got to UM, right. I'd have got it. <laughs> right no doubt no doubt all right let's get into because i'm gonna say this to you man i mean i think the college landscape has changed forever here yes um i think the pac-12 i don't know what they're gonna do i hear six teams are we looking at the end of the pac-12 i think it's possible and i think here look last year we had around this time we had oklahoma and texas leaving for the sec right and that was big because those were two blue blood programs leaving their conference and taking it elsewhere. This is bigger because this is the LA media market being ripped out of one of the power five conferences. Look, having spent most of my life, everything up to the last five months in, in California, let's call it what it is. It's an earthquake and earthquakes have aftershocks. There are still some aftershocks to be seen. But if you look at what's about to happen with the new Pac-12 TV negotiations, which, by the way, all of a sudden, George Klyovkov started them yesterday, six months ahead of schedule, trying to, you know, be able to present Oregon and Washington with a plan of what can happen if they stay. But even at that, we were talking to someone from Forbes who said their estimate is the next TV contract for the Pac-12 contract with Fox and with ESPN will be down by at least 30% over the currently bad contract will be down 30% without that LA TV market. Um, so you're looking at teams, you're looking at schools who were getting about 41 million. They're going to get about 30 million. Why stay? I mean, you really have to ask that. And I've seen reports, Oregon and Washington want to sit tight that's fine. There's no hurry. They don't have to leave next week. They got months to figure this out. 
but why stay? You're not going to, if you're the Pac-12, you're not going to be able to do anything easily to replace that LA market. I mean, you could conceivably go and try and get Houston out of their big 12 deal and get SMU and get the Houston and Dallas markets. But that doesn't, that doesn't make up that difference. There is nothing. And I've seen people say, I'll bring in San Diego state or Fresno state. Yeah. That's an on the field product replacement. That's not a TV market revenue replacement. There isn't one. How about this tone? Is this where the advantage that the Big Ten has over the Southeastern Conference? Because you just mentioned it here. Look at, you know, Maryland, Rutgers, I get it. I mean, Big Ten, wide, But now with what you're saying, mm-hmm. it's the New York market mm-hmm. and it's the Baltimore and D.C. Mm-hmm. market. Correct. When you're talking those two programs. Now you also throw the Los Angeles market. You've Correct. got the Chicago market. Is yep. this where their advantage is over the SEC? Because if you look at the southern markets now, mm-hmm. what, New Orleans? And I, I, I get SEC is number one. Right. But was this a kind of a game changer for the Big Ten? Because the only way they were going to get financially close to the SEC was through TV. No, you're absolutely right. You hit it right on the head. Because now what we're looking at for the projections for the next Big Ten contract, which will be in two years, it now goes over the $1 billion mark and the new TV contract with the addition of the LA market. So yeah, that's exactly what it was is to nail down the, the best media markets available that you could go get. Now, what happens to Oregon and Washington? I don't know. Look, if anyone tells you they know what's going to happen next, they're, they're kidding themselves because nobody saw this happening last week. Nobody. We talked to people in in a couple of Pac-12 administrations who found out this was all done over the course of about two and a half months. USC led the way because there had been talk about USC leaving the conference in the past. But the UCLA and USC athletic directors didn't even talk on the phone about the specifics or the details until about a week and a half before the deal was consummated. They were operating in their own worlds, and then they wanted to make sure that they were both getting the same thing. So, you know, Mike Bone and Martin Jarman didn't even talk to each other about this until it was almost done. Tone, does, haven't we now rolled into this? I mean, I'm looking at basically 30 teams yeah. that can win a national title now. San Diego State, um, you know, programs like UConn, Temple, mm. places like that. Why play? Why, why have that economic strain on your school? And I go and I, and I get, look college experience, playing college ball. But with the economics today and how much money it is for a football program, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you've got to decide, I would think, if you're some of these outlier programs like USF or UCF Mm -hmm. and places like that, FIU, FAU, you've got to decide if you want to be a one program like a Gonzaga school to put all your resources in. Do you think we're going to see like a just a super conference of 30 teams that truly play for the national championship every year? I think what we're probably headed to is something more akin to the NFL, an AFC and NFC setup with Would it be a tournament? Um, yeah, possibly. I mean, look, there's going to be playoff expansion. This alters what that expansion is going to be, what that final number is going to be. Um, but I think you're ultimately looking at that. And so, and where the Big 12 teams come in, you know, the Big 12, right now, I think the Big 12 is sitting in a good spot in terms of being able to potentially purge the Pac 12 go after the Arizona schools, Utah, 
uh, you know, look, Utah would be a front runner. Utah football to me would be a front runner in the Big 12 pretty quickly. To me, Kyle Whittingham is one of the best college football coaches nobody ever talks about. BYU too? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, you, you have all that in there. So I think ultimately when the arms race is over within the next two years, and it will take some time to play out with the new TV contracts, um, you're, that's what you're looking at. And to your point, I don't think you have to look that far to say San Diego State, UMass, Temple, why do you keep playing? I think you look at the ACC and look at some of those, and there are some question marks. Because, you know, look, right now you see a lot of people, and I'm sitting here in Charlotte, North Carolina now, and you see a lot, you hear a lot of people talking about the ACC grant of rights agreement, which is essentially the TV deal. All right. And it's a horrible TV deal. Horrible. Because it was agreed to in 2013 and it goes to 2035. You are, you are getting lapped by everybody else. But everybody around here wants to talk about it like it's, you know, the tablets coming down from, you know, from the mountain with Moses and that the ACC teams can't get out. Let me tell you, I got it right here. That is the grant of rights agreement for the SEC schools. Signature pages and everything in here. The actual agreement is only four pages long. And it says that there is an exit if you do it within the bylaws and constitution of the conference. Well, I, we, we had a lawyer look at the constitution of the conference, and it requires the conference to maintain financial stability and competitiveness for the schools. This, this TV contract doesn't do that. So you could see Clemson leave. You could see Miami, Florida State leave. But then what happens to Vatek? What happens, frankly, what happens to Syracuse? Because it's not competing at anything anymore. Um, so I think there are some brand name schools who actually have to take a look at what their future is and do it sooner rather than later. Because right now we got musical chairs and you don't want to be the one left without a chair when the music stops. And, and, and I say this about my alma mater there that I think kids, the reason why Miami's program has suffered is because of bad coaching. And I don't want to play against Wake Forest. Right. I don't want to play against NC State. I'd rather play against Kentucky, Vanderbilt, South yeah. Carolina. Yeah. If we're talking about lesser teams and a gigantic mm -hmm. conference with 75,000 sure. um, fans. Now, would it Miami and Florida State and Clemson help the SEC TV West? Because then oh, the sure. SEC gets the Miami market too. Sure. Because sure. look, we know this, you and I, and I'll say this, Tone, Miami draws nobody at right. their football games. But Alabama, Miami, LSU, Miami, um, Florida, Miami, mm -hmm. you're going to get 80,000 fans at the Hard Rock if you have those opponents versus Wake Forest and NC State rolling in. Absolutely true. Um, Clemson, obviously, is not a major media market, but there's – You there's know what's funny, though? They were an SEC team when I yeah. played, and then they right. – they petitioned to get into the ACC. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. Probably having second thoughts on that about yeah. now. And Tallahassee's not a major media market, but they're heritage programs. So they carry some cachet with them for that reason. Miami has the heritage. It hasn't lived up to it for a while, but it is a major media market. So it brings that. It is. And of course, one of the wild cards in this entire process, and I know they're not your favorite program, is Notre Dame. Next question. Notre Dame is not a major – South Bend, Indiana isn't even close to any major media market. However, Notre Dame has one of the biggest alumni bases across the country. It is a draw wherever it goes. 
Therefore, it's more TV eyes. It's more TV viewing wherever it goes. If I'm Notre Dame, I don't want to give up that NBC contract. I don't want to have right. to start sharing it with the you know 12 other people riding on my coattails. I don't want to do it. And I think as we go to as, as we go to playoff expansion, and we're going to get a lot more at-large teams because they're going to be fewer conferences. Notre Dame's going to get into the playoffs with one, maybe even two losses, depending upon who, who it's to. So I don't think they have to feel the pressure of joining a conference right now unless it's financially viable and they're getting paid to get out of the NBC contract. Notre Dame is a heritage program, like mm -hmm. you say, and they hold grudges. Yes. Notre Dame's program has always felt this. The reason why you see Army Navy on their schedule was because Army Navy back in the 40s was very kind to them mm -hmm. when the program was financially not doing well. Mm -hmm. Army Navy kept them on their programs mm -hmm. and they kept them playing in those games at Yankee Stadium. Hence, mm -hmm. you were talking about the Notre Dame subway fans yep. that you have in the East Coast. Yep. It's because of what Army Navy did. So they keep them there. Michigan State and them have always had that great relationship. Michigan State wanted them in the Big Ten. Back in the early days, Michigan didn't. Will there mm -hmm. be any kind of resistance? I mean, if I'm Notre Dame, don't yeah. I want to be in the Big Ten? Because it's 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 regionally feasible for them. And, it, I mean, you're talking about expenses instead of flying to Southern Cal all the time. Right. You're flying to Michigan, Ohio State. You're, I mean, the money – wouldn't it wouldn't it be bigger than that TV contract that they have with Notre Dame with uh, NBC now? It, it it could be, but again, you're now talking about sharing some okay. of the pie versus the exclusivity. But and, and as you point out, Notre Dame has people there have long memories. There are people in the Notre Dame administration who are on the elderly side, but still remember when they wanted in the Big Ten a couple decades ago. And we're told the Big Ten wasn't interested in having a Catholic school. Some of those people are still around. And so, yeah, there's there, there, there's going to have to be some kissing babies politically on both sides for that to work. I think that, you know, look, Notre Dame had to play an ACC schedule, you know, during the COVID year so that they'd have someone to play. I think the ACC would love to have them in, but the ACC can't compete from a dollar con, you know, dollar ability with the TV contract with what the big 10 can offer. Finally here, you think Nick Lincoln Riley was given a heads up that this was coming down to Pike for him to leave the big 12, that he knew that this was because I wonder what he's to, because the conversation was, Oh, you was leaving to go to the sec. Mm -hmm. He goes to the PAC 12. I, I, I emailed Mario. So, you know, tone, mm -hmm. I emailed um, Mario mm -hmm. or I text him and I go, did you know that this was, he goes, no clue. I yeah. woke up and when I saw Southern Cal and UCLA were leaving, I cannot, but these coaches were all caught. Yes. Like with their pants down in this. So this something that happened like really with anybody knowing except for UCLA and USC. I have, I, I have a source who I trust inherently who says Lincoln was not told until about 48 hours before the deal was done. You know, and, and when you talk to people who know, you know, you being a media star now, you know, you know, you've got your sources and some some are good for this category. Some can give you information on this. When you're reading media reports and I always urge people, don't just read the headline, read, get into the details, dig deep, because that's where the critical stuff is, is when you dig deep is is that coaches are about the worst source of information about stuff that's going on. 
because administrations tend to tell them last. <laughs> you know, uh, they, they don't get a say up front. They, they, they get told afterwards, you know, and and I felt bad for George Klyovkov when this happened. The day this was announced, it was his one year anniversary as commissioner. Uh, you know, all of this, the whatever happens to the Pac-12 and the downslide is on Larry Scott's legacy. He was one of the worst athletic commissioners in all of sports. Um, you know, for years he kept talking about we'd go to Pac-12 media days and be talking about the cord cutters. And it was a rationalization that he couldn't get the Pac-12 network on direct TV or with AT&T um, that in 2015, ESPN came to him and offered him a partnership with the Pac-12 network. They would cover all the costs. They would get a share of the ad revenue. He said, no, we're better off being, being independent. It was an absurd decision. The, all of what's happening right now is on Larry Scott. Absolutely, man. Okay, so real quick. Yeah. Alabama, Alabama again? Uh, probably, you know, I, I mean, right now, I think they're the odds on favorite when you've got the returning Heisman winner as your quarterback and you're loaded with talent the way, the way he is. I, yeah. I think they're the favorite. I think that, uh, it's not a runaway, but I think Alabama, as we sit here right now, goes in as the favorite. Boy, if I said that this year is going to be a very interesting college football year, that <laughs> understatement of the interview here is, really I, I, is. I, you know what? I think all of this is really, in a way, really great because it's going to start weeding out things where we don't have to lie anymore, Tony. Yeah. And say this, this team, this team should not be in the conversation for the national title. This team here should not be just because you, I've always said this too, Tone, just because you're undefeated doesn't mean you're one of the better teams in the country. Right. The you got to look at the play. schedule. You got to look at who you beat. Look, the, the more transparency, the better. I mean, that's where I am. Same with NIL. There's things with NIL that don't work. I, I hate the collectives, but I like NIL in its intended form. You know, do do the pay the players, you know, get them their sponsorship deals, do all of that. There's transparency. The more, the better. And so, yeah, look, this is a time of year when. Guys like me, we usually have a week or two off, you know, a little downtime. We're about two weeks away from the start of conference media days. We usually get to hang out and mess around and lay low. And, and it's been anything but that. So if this is what the season is going to be like, you know, it's going to be interesting. Absolutely. Tom, where can folks get your information yeah. and read all? I was reading your column about the, uh, the Pac-12 and mm -hmm. boy, I'll tell you what, man, I think that thing's on a respirator right now. And I agree with you. Where can yeah. they read that? Yeah, you got uh, lastwordonsports.com is the parent network. You got the college football link right there. We got 25 writers across the country putting together great material all the time. We've got a Facebook page. You can find us on Twitter at lastwordoncfb, and they can hit me up on at Tony Bruin on, on Twitter. Even though I moved to Charlotte and I'm covering Wake Forest, I'm not changing it to like Demon Deacon Tony or anything like that. <laughs> yeah. I'm keeping it as it was. Absolutely. I go to you when it comes to talking college sports, man. I really love talking college football with you, and I can't wait to see what this season looks like this year. Tony, thank you, my friend. I appreciate it as usual. All right, Dan, be well. You bet. That is Tony Saracusa from Last Word on Sports. Hit the like button. Keep it right here on the National Football Show.
Do you stream on a Roku, Fire Stick, Android TV, or Apple TV? Now you can watch 6ABC 24-7 with the 6ABC Philadelphia streaming app. The big story on Action News. Search 6ABC Philadelphia and start streaming today. All right, did you know I was the Mommy Slam Dunk champion? Really? <laughs> yes, really don't sound so surprised. Let's see it. Oh, you're ready. All right, here we go. Let's hear the crowd. So go to right, I go to left, I fake them out. Mama, go up, up, up. She did it. Again, you can't avoid gravity, but United Healthcare can help you avoid financial surprises by helping you compare costs and doctor quality ratings. United Healthcare. Uh huh. Go for the pulse and the pools. Go for the oohs and the ahs. Go for the bubbles and the bubbly. Go for the story and the stories. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. We will have Dave Wanstead at 5.30 from Fox Sports. We will also have on Friday at 3.30, Deuce Rogers. He'll be on with us from ABC6 in Philly. Get his thoughts on what he sees with this upcoming season with the Eagles. By the way, I see people talking cars. There was a time back in the day that I loved cars. Yes, my first car was a Corvette, 10 miles on it. So I had a Corvette. Then I had a Maserati Quadraport. Maserati Quadraport. I never thought about how many cars I've owned. And I had a 911 by the way, I owned all these cars at once. <laughs> oh, wait. No, I had four cars. Did I? Hold on. Hold on. And I bought a Lotus. My father was with me when I bought the Lotus. I had a Lotus Esprit mid-engine car. 
these were my first four cars. My first four cars were Corvette. That was my first car. I was at UM when I got it. By the way, I saw somebody going like this. I saw somebody going, Seals on his Z28. Big Seals don't drive redneck cars, dog. <laughs> like, there's no, none of that. I don't, that's not going to work for me. Okay. A Z28. <laughs> uh, I don't think so. Corvette, Maserati Quadruport, 911, Lotus Esprit. Then I had this outstanding Acura Legend. And it was all tricked up and it was $92,000. It was spectacular. Low rider, great rims. God, I wonder. Oh, I think I do have a picture of it with my cousin Dave, who's no longer here and was in the army. I think I'm going to, I'm going to, I'll post that. Only you guys will know. Italians have Z28. How racist can you be? Um, then I had a, I had a Mustang for a little bit. I didn't really like it. Then I had a Mercedes. I had a Mercedes. I had a BMW. Um, you know what? You want to hear one of my favorite cars? I, I still have it. It's got 200,000 miles on it. This Honda Pilot. I love this Honda Pilot. This Honda Pilot is spectacular. It's like clearly one of the best cars I've ever had, man. Hey, I did that, hey, hey, Xander, this, this Mustang, one of the reasons I got rid of it, every time I stepped on the gas pedal, I'm getting a ticket. I just went like this. I, okay, this ain't working. <laughs> I got to get rid of this. You know what, Daz? I didn't have a Ferrari. I was going to buy a Daytona. I was looking at it, but I, 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 I thought, I just said, nah. Yeah, Kenneth, I had this Maserati. It was spectacular. You know, and the Maserati had that wood paneling in the middle in there. God, it was great. I rock. Do I look like an I rock guy? Are you crazy? I had a, okay. Quadruport. Listen to this. Corv, I never thought about it. Corvette, Maserati. 911, Lotus, Acura Legend, Mustang, a Mercedes-Benz, a BMW. I had an Audi. I had a really super good-looking Audi, man. What a great car that thing was. Then I got my Hummer. And that's where I'm at. Jesus criminy. Okay, look, 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 look at the money in cars. Good night. 60 grand there for that. That Maserati was 80. That's 140. The 911 was 90. There's 230. The Lotus was 75. I got it used. There's 305. That Acura was 60. There's 365. The Mustang was 45. That's 410. The Mercedes, I got it used, was 63. That's 473. The BMW was 60. That's 533. The Audi was 70. That's 603. And my Hummer, I got it used, was 45. I've spent... 
$650,000 in cars. And if you think about it, the depreciation 60 in 1987 was probably 90 or 70, whatever. <laughs> Mustangs fired Dodge. Yeah, I'll tell you who had more cars than I did. Jerome, man. Jerome had a mat. He had must. He had also had. Um, he had. Um, he had, he had motorcycles. Yeah. He had motorcycles too. Oh man, I had a legend. Those were great. Hey, dads, those cars. And and if you remember right, they were all souped up too back in the day, man. Dude, hey, dads, Jerome had like. Jerome had this thing called the Grand National. I had no idea what a Grand National was. I had never, it looked like a sedan. It was a sedan, as a matter of fact. Never seen anything like it. I have never to this day seen anything quicker off the start than that Grand National he had. He sold his Corvette. God rest his soul, he was killed in a Corvette. Ugh. he was getting one of those, like, what were they called? V8s or something? Those CVs. It was, it was one of those specialized Corvettes. What were the, it's like a specialized Corvette. That's it. Z that's it. Z06. Dude, this, this thing was like $125,000 and he was killed in this thing. He was taken out for a test drive. And he was probably going to buy it. This thing was, he, he sent pictures. He goes, I'm going down to get this thing. And I go, dude, do me a favor. Please be careful. Because he would get on the Alligator Alley highways. He's, he's sending me pictures and shit like that. His buddy would take. I get him in the mail. And I'm looking at him going like, dude, man, you're going to kill yourself. ZR1. Okay, ZR1. It was a ZR1 vet. Dude, that thing. And, and I saw the picture of it. I'm like, God, this thing's beautiful, bro. And he goes, yeah, I'm going to get this thing here. Shit, sure enough, man. He goes down the next weekend. I was the last I talked to him. Ugh. But he and I, we used to have drag race. My aunt's listening. But, hey, we're all good now. We used to have drag races right out front of the University of Miami Coral Gables and the cops would come by knock on our door you guys cannot do that they can't be racing they're on Miracle Mile like that you guys can't you're weaving in and out of traffic we were nuts man I, I'm in a vet he's in his Grand National we're going like this dude <laughs> we, we were crazy kids man we were crazy Grand National. Hey, Chris, I didn't know anything about them. I didn't know anything about these Grand Nationals. I had, he goes, silly, I'll bet you a hundred bucks I beat your ass in that vet. My Corvette, man, it's all shiny and shit. I got it all armor old, man. I looked over at him. I go, so you think grandma's car is going to beat me? He goes, I'll put a hundred bucks on it. It won't be close. I was like this. Well, you got yourself a deal, Junior. That guy smoked me off the line. I had no shot at beating him. I was stunned. And you know what that dumbass did? 
Jerome gets in my car and he goes, let me take a look at this thing. So what does he do? He screeches the tires. You mother, those tires are $300 a pop, you son of a bitch. Yeah, this thing sounds like it's ready to roll. This guy's smoking my tires like that, man. (laughs) You know what he used to do at the vet? Jeff Fisher used Jeff Fisher used to be so upset. I didn't realize Jeff Fisher was the D-line coach at Gang Green. I forgot to tell you guys that. Jeff Fisher was the, was the coach. And Jerome would get on one of those like um those speed bikes. It was like a Ducati. He's going down that parking lot 200 miles an hour. They're telling me you got to talk every Hey, I'd get a call from the eight, from the, um, from the aides there and the PR people or from the, um, the general manager. And he'd be calling Dan, please do me a favor. Talk to Jerome, tell him to stop. He's scaring everybody. They think he's going to kill himself up front. We got this giant parking lot at the vet and I'm going, I ain't telling that guy anything. He won't listen to me. Are you crazy? That guy doesn't listen to me, man. <laughs> they wanted me to talk to Jerome Brown. I was like, yeah, okay. That's not how that works. It's not how that works. All right, guys. I love you, man. I appreciate it. Another fun show today. By the way, tomorrow, Dave wants that. will be with us at 5.30 from Fox Sports. And on Friday, Deuce Rogers will be with us from ABC6 in Philadelphia till tomorrow. By the way, if you missed any of the show, please do me a favor. Share it and like it. We thank you so much. Till tomorrow, 3 to 6 Eastern. We'll see you on the flip side. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.